Hello, one and all, and welcome to Chaos Breakers, your Final Fantasy retrospective podcast series. Today's episode, we are talking about Final Fantasy VII. Finally, again, forewarning for anyone who's been following Chaos Breakers from the beginning, all the all the episodes are out of order because, obviously, it's February. It's Final Fantasy VII month. <laughs> so, February and March are dedicated to Final Fantasy VII. Uh, VII, Advent Children, Remake, Rebirth, we're going to cover that all in the next couple of weeks, but let me introduce everyone. My name is Carlos Rodriguez, your doctor recommended dose of nerdiness, aka your nerd today. And to my right, if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> well, you're right if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we have Harv, the beard and the hair himself. Under me, we have Frank, the bringer of chaos. Ooh. And finally, the prince of hype himself from IGN, from PlayStation Source, and Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, Kevin Diaz. Yeah. Greetings, greetings. What up, Kev? Greetings, gentlemen. Greetings. What they do? I still gonna Kingdom get Mart- used to like. Yeah. Yeah. I still gonna get used to people saying like from IGN. <laughs> it's gotta be surreal. Like, yeah, it's like, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Um, but yes, indeed, unlocking Kingdom Hearts. You know, what I'm saying that we are doing. We were we were gonna do Dream Drop Distance this month, but you know. We have other pressing matters to attend to. Another to so you got, no lot, more you got lots of yeah. time for Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. Lots of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be a minute. I am very excited to get the Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I really want to see, like, what that what that game was, you know. Def- definitely, definitely very curious for that. But we will get there when we get there. I think we have, like, what, like, three or four games? Does anyone here know how many games there are from Dream Drop to 3? Uh, you I guys already did record it, right? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, man. I know there's a lot, but I don't it? know. Yeah, Got it. I haven't it's played cool. it. Cool. I stay in main school, like mains, like one, two, and three. But okay, um, I think you guys already did record it, recode it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then dreamed out distance. Then I think it's two point eight over, or yeah, two point eight. Uh, okay, I have it here. I have oh, okay. it here. So I know we're dream- watching some movies. Like we're not, mm-hmm. we're like watching some. Cutscenes that happen after Dream Job, something like that. I don't know. Go ahead, so please. this is this is this is the timeline, okay? This is the timeline. I th- oh, I yeah. need like a PhD for this timeline. Uh, we have Dream Drop Drift Distance, the 1.5 remix afterwards. I don't think that's really part of the thing. That's just like a remake of the previous ones, right? Yeah, so, they were yeah. like the PS4 one. versions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. one just called X, which cross. is a browser game. Yeah, it's cross. Or cross. The... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, like the movie, like the movie X. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's 2.8 final chapter prologue. Okay. Let's Wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah and it's very important, yeah. honestly. Swear to God. It really yeah. is. Frank, yeah. the, the yeah. game, there, there's a game in Kingdom Hearts called 358 over, hey, over game, like. And that game's fire. That, that game goes hard, though. It does. Yeah, it's I so weird. It's really yeah, not pretty Everyone says it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the farthest I got was like 75% through the first one. Mm. Yeah. Listen, I, I might play it. Might play it. Fuck I remember the Sephiroth, Sephiroth fight, fight in the first I hate one. That fight. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I might. I might go back and play now that now I got some Final Fantasy lore under my belt. I might actually go back and play. It hits different, yeah. yeah especially one and two because they had they're the most Final Fantasy heavy ones. They're like there's not there's more Disney yeah. moving forward from yeah. there. Yeah, it's one of the one of the selling factors for me for Kingdom Hearts one was Final Fantasy because I was such a Final Fantasy fan. But I never really got into it. All my friends did, so I just watched them play it. But mm-hmm. I just never got around to it myself. And now they're more a little bit more Disney esque, so it's it hasn't hit with me as as much. Yeah, that's why I don't really play it either. It's I'm just not into the Disney stuff, honestly. 
Yeah, I think Dream Drop Distance is the one that has Tron Legacy levels, and I'm like, oh, I missed that. That's cool though. Ooh, that's 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 really cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm I love supposed that. to go in blind. Yeah. But now I know that. That's the best way. To <laughs> that's do all we'll say. Yeah. That's good. That's something yeah. to look forward to. Um, and then a real fun fact because it does factor into Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Lance Bass of Insync voices Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. You you hear the name, you're like, like, not Joey, not uh, not you know, JC, not anyway, Lance. All right, and it works. It, it's surprisingly. He probably he probably play he he probably plays video games. You know. Yeah, I, I feel like he has. Wow. He's probably like secretly like the most nerdiest person. Apparently, there's <laughs> another mobile game coming out for Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Missing Link. Yeah. Is it a gotcha? Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. I, I, I don't think it. I I remember getting a trailer for it for IGN, but I forgot. I just remember. Uh, apparently, it said. I don't it, think it's, it's a gotcha. Set, it's, set it's a prequel. Union Cross and Dark Road. Mm-hmm. It's in between there. I've heard those phrases from my fellow, <laughs> from my fellow, from my fellow cast members. Yeah, online Kingdom Hearts. Like we're gonna be watching some cutscenes from this because we're not gonna play it. I don't know something like that. It's crazy <laughs> because the mobile games. <laughs> This is very Kingdom Hearts. Oh not that we're God. not that we're unlocking Kingdom Hearts. You guys all should watch and listen to unlocking Kingdom Hearts. It's a really fun podcast. Um, but the mobile games are so fucking important to the lore. <laughs> it's so <laughs> like integral to what the fuck is going on in this universe, and they're just on like and like Cross is just randomly just there. You know what I mean? Like Cross is just randomly on some like. Like you said, it was a browser game. So, like, a lot of that stuff had to get adapted to, like, everything else. You know what I mean? Like, it had yeah. to be brought up to, like, mobile. I think it might have been, in like, a Facebook game, I swear to God, or some shit like that. But it was insane. Anyway, um, that's our little fun Unlocking Kingdom Hearts rant. Which, as well, uh, Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, big influence on Chaos Bringers. Um, it wasn't until Cam, uh, shout out to Cam. Until so Cam started unlocking Kingdom Hearts, that something in my brain kick clicked. Like, I could always had the idea. I think I mentioned this on uh, episode zero of Chaos Breakers. And since I have Kevin on, I can thank I can have him thank Cam for me. <laughs> I will um, pass along the message. Yes, yes sir. Uh, that I I had an idea for like a, a, a retrospective series like this. I just couldn't understand like how to make it until Cam started unlocking Kingdom Hearts. And then there was a, you know, he has that massive collection of stuff. Have you ever seen, like, his TikToks and stuff or his background? Like, when like, Sora got announced for um, oh, wow, Smash. There, he has, like, all this, like, stuff. He has a lot of Final Fantasy stuff, but he's more, like, I think his favorite, his favorite game is 13, which I want to get him on the show for <laughs> Final Fantasy 13. Uh, but he has, like, a giant Vivi plushie. That's because Vivi's in Kingdom Hearts 2. Vivi's one of my favorite characters from Final Fantasy 9. I'm like, dude... That's awesome. Where'd you get it? And we, you know, he, me and him were talking on TikTok, and I was like, "Oh, Final Fantasy, you know, unlocking Final Fantasy when?" And he didn't respond, but that's when it clicked in my head. I was like, "Oh my god, mm. I want to do a Final Fantasy retrospective series." And Damn. Chaos Bringers, shout out to Cam, dude. He's like secretly like just molding the game industry, and like no one's really nah, he's like, fine, they're not he's giving fine. him his. No one's giving him his flowers like they should. I only got on unlocking Kingdom Hearts, and he, and he asked me to help produced a show um off of a tweet i put out when sora got announced for smash oh i remember and i said like yo 
I never played Kingdom Hearts. Like, I don't, you know, like, I just know of it and just know of Sora. And I know of the the constant cry for Sora to be in Smash, right? Like, that long, long gestating thing. Um, and I tweeted some, like, I, I, I know nothing about Kingdom Hearts, but, like, this is one of, like, the best days in gaming. And, like, I can tell. Like, the energy of that day was nothing like we've ever had like yeah, it was, it was it like was dream of dream yeah. days like yeah. there was it was such a beautiful day bro like yo that was fire that was fire <laughs> when it finally happened like like when he was on yo i legit actually go back to cam's video of of the review dude because it makes video. me happy it's great it's that great. one's a good one and like tim knocking over andy or his beer on andy's computer when they revealed joker <laughs> Smash. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm like, was that for that's Sora? I'm like, no, like that's what Joker. That was the, yeah. yeah, that was the other one. My biggest pop for for that, like for them putting out a character, was Sephiroth. When they oh, added Sephiroth to the game, I was like, yep. and, and the way they introduced it too, I was like, whoa, this is insane. <sighs> oh my god, it's so cool. What a fucking beautiful game Smash is, man. But we're talking about a different game today. We are talking about Final Fantasy VII, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Originally released on January 31st, 1997. In Japan, roughly three years after Final Fantasy VI, which we'll be covering soon. <laughs> we got to do all the Final Fantasy VII stuff, and then I got to play. We got to do our episode for five, which we all have completed, and then I have to beat six. But we're getting there. Um, this one is developed. This is the first time for at least Chaos Breakers. Uh, not Sakaguchi. He worked on it, Hironobu Sakaguchi. But we have is developed by Yoshinori Kitase, who now is in charge of anything Final Fantasy related. At Square Enix. Uh, As always, composed by the GOAT, Nobumatsu. And then, for the first time with lead, character and graphic design, Tetsuya Nomura. And uh, published by Squaresoft. So, let's talk about, for a moment, before we go on to the story and characters. Tetsuya Nomura, a very divisive man. (laughs) Within, He is, like... I was scared, man. I was scared. He's another, like... To me, another Kojima, you know, someone who all of us love Kojima, right? Well, Hart oh, yeah. still got played in Metal yeah. Gear, but we all, yeah, I've never, I've never played a Kojima. Never played Metal Gear. Gonna, I've never played a learn. Kojima game at all. Yeah, no. He's gonna learn to love Kojima. He's gonna learn. You're gonna love Kojima. You're gonna yeah. love him. I'm doing Metal Gear in like probably like a month and a half. Yes. So hell yeah, man. I was on a similar show for Metal Gear with um, Joy Clicks. We yeah. went through all That's the Metal right. Gear games. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Shout out Joy Clicks. Well, I remember forgetting what the fuck the name of that podcast series was called. I forgot what the name Oh, my was God. Was. I don't remember either. Um, I watched this episode. Damn. Keep, keep yeah, talking. Yeah, okay, okay, go. But, yeah, I feel like Nomura is, is on that level with Kojima, right? Very divisive. If you love him, you love him. If you hate him, you hate him. There's a couple of people in the middle like, eh, it's all right. You know, whatever. But, like, for me, I see a Kojima game. I'm fucking hyped. I'm hyped for OD. Um, you know, I, I'm loving the little bit I've had in Death Stranding, and it's funny playing that game and knowing I'm not playing it correctly. I'm like, I'm gonna restart it and make sure I'm playing it correctly and stuff like that. I love Metal Gear, but Nomura is on this on that kind of level, right? Like he has very grand ideas, very like out there in the blue ideas. Obviously, you see Kingdom Hearts, and there's a running gag, and we make fun of it as well on the show. That is, it's you need a PhD to understand the lore, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but those games are so well done, and when the stuff clicks, or you see like stuff he's talked about in Kingdom Hearts One hit in Kingdom Hearts Three, you're like, oh shit, dude, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> like it, 
it's insane to see that. And then, you know, you have some other things like versus 13, not playing it out, you know, and that turning into 15, which we'll cover in a later episode, but it's, it's, he's very divisive. So is this, I guess, Frank, for you, this is really your first exposure to Nomura, right? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously yeah. a, a character design specifically in this. There's some story stuff he like worked on, but for the most part, Nomura was just character and graphic design on this one. Yeah, it's a uh, there's a there's a very big stark difference in between in between like character design like from previous Final Fantasy games to how it is uh, in this game. Very, the, you know, the first thing I thought of the whole time I was I was playing this is a lot of children probably bought this game and are fucking scared because there are some like cracked out designs in the, like yeah. for like monsters in this. Uh, especially like in the caves and all that, they have these like weird guys who just like like bend backwards and stuff like that. And like these, um, especially the designs for Vincent too as well. All his like little monster designs, oh the the, the voices that play when he's like doing is like, so creepy, right? But that's 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 what he's known for, right? He's known for these really elaborate like kind of like outlandish designs. Um, the first time I've ever like been exposed to him was I think he did a there's a separate little line for toys in uh, uh, Square called uh, Play Arts Kai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I collect a few of them. I have a few of the Metal Gear ones and a few of the Batman ones. But he he did a Batman one and it oh is as batshit insane as you think it is. Yes. Like it is the craziest yeah. figure I think I've ever seen in my life. Um but it it looks cool, right? It looks very Final Fantasy. And then uh, that that's that, that's the first time I've ever seen his stuff. But yeah, dude, in this game, absolutely nuts compared to like the, the character designs and like even the designs of the monsters from like previous games. Yes, no, it, that's that is a really good. I totally forgot that he did the Batman thing. That yeah. thing is cracked out. You want to talk about cracked out? That's a crazy ass design. Look up Nomura Batman yeah. figure, and it's just like I think it was like three hundred dollars. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, you could buy it right now. It's one yeah. one in stock on Amazon. Uh, it has the wing. The wings is my favorite part. It's just like these these crazy Final Fantasy looking ass wings. Yeah, it's definitely no. when, when you yeah when you see it, and then you're if you don't know who did it, you're like, man, that's crazy. And then you're like, Nomura, like, yep, yeah, yeah, it makes yep, sense, hundred yeah. percent. It almost looks like a what he thinks a dragoon would look like. Now we have a dragoon. Yeah, it's in very this game, dragoon like, but still, yeah. hands. Like, yeah. Dude, it's the best. That's so. Um, Arv, you know, I feel like you're kind of in the middle ground with Namora. You know, early Namora when he's a little more reined in, I think you like, and then when he's a little unleashed. Like I don't have anything against Kingdom Hearts, right? I don't, I've never played the games. So nothing against. I don't have nothing against the series. But when I when I heard that he's doing the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff, I was a little scared. Then I started seeing the whispers, like the whispers that are like fly around in the remake. And I'm like, ooh. ooh. But when it came, when it was Final Fantasy OG, I really don't know. Didn't know who he was, but like, he did like uh, shape a lot of the PlayStation games. Like he, I think he was the, well, not the creative director, but one of the directors for this game i think he did nine as well i think he worked I on remember. nine yeah i don't think yeah because i think it's a completely different team on eight or maybe he worked on eight and i think i know nine... katase was on eight i know katase yeah, was on katase eight. he was, was a creative director for that one mm-hmm. uh but i yeah i have a love-hate relationship with demora honestly right in the modern in the modern sense but like for Final Fantasy VII OG i think he nailed it like he just like that that game is like a seminal game 
for my childhood, especially for me, because I'll get into it now. But like, there was the first RPG I ever played. It was the first Final Fantasy I ever played. Uh, I I remember growing up and seeing my brother play it on on the TV, and just me sitting there watching while he played Final Fantasy VII. I was like, what is this game? This is such a weird game. And then I finally got my hands on it, and I was just blown away by, like, how character-driven it was and how, like, the battle system worked, because I, I, I like the, the ATP system. Like, like we, we talked so about good. this in the previous games and stuff like that, and, like, the crazy summons. Like, for, okay, Frank didn't, get, Frank didn't do this, but... When you do Knights of the Round for the first the time. Round. I was going to say, Ooh, I'm like, I'll be saying okay. Knights of the Round. I'll You're just round. like, what yeah. the hell am I playing? What am I playing right now? So long. Some dude. of those so summons good. are absolutely nuts. Like, Knights of the Round. They... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just uh, Knights of the Round's a minute and a half. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. A full. Jesus. A full 90 seconds. Yep. And then yeah. Bahamut Zero, bah- Neo Bahamut, you know. Yeah. I so, really like, like Odin's. Odin's was fucking sick. Like the, with the moon in the background where he like mm-hmm. comes through the moon. Oh. Always on the mountain. When you see that kind of stuff in a video game, I just it's just I'm just in awe the entire yeah. time. And it I think once I got to a Final Fantasy Nine, that's when I started going backwards. But Final Fantasy Seven is like one of those games where it is very, very special. Yeah, it's a technical leap, man. It, it it's it's evident like right from the get go. Given it does cheat a little bit, but it uses the same cheat a lot of games used at the time with the two D backgrounds on the uh, with the three D models. Um, it's kind of like why games like Metal Gear, like if you notice, Metal Gear doesn't have any faces, right? Yeah, but it has like tech like. 3d backgrounds instead you know what i mean they use the polygon somewhere else whereas this game they the, you have a character with faces and everything like that but like you don't get a background then you know what i mean but it's still yeah, like block it's hands still insane yeah a little block, block little fucking block hands i love those, I, I should preface that uh when i played it right uh on i played it on pc uh the past like two weeks and i played it through the seventh heaven mod mod manager so i did have voice acting in the game oh, which is right. pretty goddamn nice uh shout oh, out to the echoes team and suna mods because they absolutely killed it with the, with the with the dub on this like i would recommend anybody if you really wanted to like go back and play final fantasy play it with the dub because it is it is like another different it's like another game um yeah I, but that's it, the only way to play seven to me like on pc yeah. if you're not gonna if you're not gonna play like just like the whatever kind of upgraded version that you have on playstation 4 or xbox or whatever or switch like the pc having those mods having Sunamod stuff again i don't like preface i don't know if that's what messed up my computer i highly doubt it it's probably because the memory and stuff and i finally got it all fixed but i was so scared i was like i'm not messing with this again i put too much and i also yeah. lost my save <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. I was so upset. I was like, "No, whatever. I'm playing on PlayStation." Um, Listen to Greg. I, Listen to Greg he's man. so right sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run. I'm trying to run a bunch of PC brethren over here. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you know what I'm saying. But those hey, I was, I was, I was, I was on the PlayStation bandwagon for until like six years ago, and then it was. I never looked back. Never looked back. Yeah, I'm not on the bad boy. What me? Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. 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 nah, certainly not the host of PlayStation. Me? Never. Yeah, never. No. Nah. No. No. Your shirt. Box, you <laughs> just, just cover your chest right there, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm an Xbox fan. What y'all talking about? <laughs> I bleed green. I bleed green, baby. Exactly. Hold the line. Hold I, got a, I got a direct line to Phil Spencer right now. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Now, to, to round out our like Nomura talk for a bit before we go into the story and characters, Kev, you again talking about unlocking Kingdom Hearts. That's your biggest exposure to Nomura, and as well now Seven OG and remake. What uh, what are your thoughts? Where do you land on the Nomura spectrum? Yeah, um, for me, like I definitely recognize that he is very much out there, right? He is very much of a Kojima type of character. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I think there's obviously a fair case to put them really side by side, right? Um, but uh, with Nomura, like, why I respect him and why I respect Kojima a lot is that aside from how outlandish their ideas are, their designs are, et cetera, like, I appreciate when an IP just doubles down on what it is, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, doesn't do no half measure, right? Doesn't do, like, a, oh... Yeah, that one part was weird, but, you know, the rest of it kind of normal. Like, the fact that they both have a clear vision, as weird as it can be, they have a double-down nature to it that I love. Like, um, you know, I I grew to, like, adore the world of Death Stranding. Like, how weird it is, but that world, like, is insane. So, in a similar vein with Nomura, like, playing the original Final Fantasy, like, back when I played it, because I played... So, I fell in love with... FF7 with the remake first. I played the remake uh, right after lockdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had a lot it's of time play, on my yeah. hands. It was, yeah, and I fell in love with it. And then maybe go back and play the um, original. I imported the PSP to go play Crisis Core. I set up my old PS2 to play Dirge Cerberus, which I would not recommend necessarily, but you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I was like, nah, is. don't do it. Yeah, Dirt is not times great. not to do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to cover that Dirt one. Dirt is not great. I wouldn't even it's recommend best, watching yeah. the cutscene. I was just like, all right, we're done. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy because they brought that shit in with the Yuffie DLC. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. you know what? But, um, Maybe they'll fix it this time. <laughs> I, I would... I would take a remake. I would yeah. take some 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 kind of thing with Dirge, but you gotta do a lot to it. But um, yeah, man, it's just I just I just you know it, these F seven designs like I think are so incredible, you know, and 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 they and they permeate to still look as good. Like it's it it's crazy when you look at remake, and, and I think like this is one of the really big things that I love about remake, where like when you you know get. A, a Netflix adaptation, right? You know, granted, okay, that's live action, sure, right? But, like, still, like, they feel the need to, like, modernize things, mm-hmm. but then change it. And you it's like, with, like, no. You can see that with, like, Avatar that's coming out, right? Yeah, like, and it's right? like, it's like, no, like, you can, like, the reason why we loved it <laughs> it's because it's of what it, it is. was. Yeah. Because of, yeah, exactly, because of what it is. So, like, I'm so happy that you know, there's these, like, and not that it's the first modern Final Fantasy to have it, but, like, the, you know, Chocobos and all the different creatures that are from the original game that are in Remake, and they look identical, just mm-hmm. in a much be- better fashion, of course, and all that. And, like, even down to, like, the character designs, like, you know, I'm really happy that, you know, Cloud looks Similar, like you can see where the translation is now. It's like, no, like this is how it looks like in a realistic fashion, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, in a 2024 uh, fashion, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. Like, you because you, you can't really, like, there's not much to go off when you just have block hands, right? right. Like, I mean, they have, they, they do, over, 
and like it looks good like you can see the, the correlation between the two models Yeah, because you do have the fmvs but like they also kind of like play blocky in a mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. You know what yeah. i mean um that I, so no sorry go ahead oh i was just telling i i sent a picture to uh to harv and uh carlos earlier today i modded a little bit of final fantasy remake and i did i did the classic colors for cloud like the classic purple because in the game he's he's kind of more wearing black or like a dark blue blue. yeah Yeah, and but in ff1 he's wearing uh uh, purple so i was like you know what it bothers me i kind of want the purple so i put the purple on i was like why did you guys do this looks it looks amazing amazing it really i want to see that actually here i'll actually i'll do it to you right now yeah yeah it looks um and like, I was gonna say, what? And like, I think a bigger thing to kind of hinge on, because like, I think a, the big in between of the visual language of remake, I think does start a lot with Advent Children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like having that be, as far as I'm aware, like the first time like these characters were like fully realized, as, aside from their blocky forms, into like a into more realistic portrays of them as far as i'm aware um so there is that too but overall like i just i i the buster story is, is never gonna be old to me like i it's, i love yeah. i love that amazing lot. design God, literally one of my favorite favorite weapon it's designs so giant the the giant exacto blade yeah honestly that, that's <laughs> really what it is yeah it's such a that and i always i always say too and i know harv would probably agree that with me on this man, oh, right? doesn't it, the purple looks amazing man that does look good. I like oh, it. It's said about like it. That. It just looks. I like that a lot. What the? Why does that work so good? Exactly. It, it doesn't. It, make it's sense. just a color swap. It's all it is. It's just a color swap. Yeah, and it's and it's not even that much different than what we have now. No, it's not mm-hmm. even drastic. It's not even like a drastic yeah, purple. It's no, it's just subtle. Like oh, and one, the the thing looks one of the great things about PC modding is that you can ha- you can get all the old models for all the characters. You can have mm-hmm. Earth's old model, and you can have like. Um, uh, Tifa's and stuff like that too, which is really yep. cool. That's how I have mine set up right now. I have everybody's in their classic costumes, even Aerith and everything like that. Oh. Barrett too. God, I love it. Yeah, um. I um, I I, with the designs, man, that they are so well done. And even in Advent Children, I feel like the um, which we'll talk about it. Maybe it's a bonus episode. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, the designs when they get updated to those like are very Nomura-esque in that time frame like the 2000 like mid 2000s like late 2000s so there is that kind of edgy you know seven is a little bit edgy you could say there's an edginess to it that comes with like the 2000s especially with like cloud design and stuff like the longer coat yeah and, like the, cla- the the matrix definitely had a uh an influence on like that kind of like everything adorned in leather and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Long Barrett. Coats. Barrett's got like a he's got like a see through shirt, man. Like he's got like one of those Porsche sunglasses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit. Uh, you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I really want to know what Nomura's like muses because every every one of these like big like like kojima uh sam lake you know what i mean they can be traced back to something that obviously inspired them right like once you watch twin peaks for example and know about david lynch kojima is like oh i understand kojima i understand what he's doing now i understand sam lake you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i would love to know what influenced nomura because once i guarantee once you once you realize like it's got to be from something right um, I, I, to me, I think a lot of common writer, um, Yo, just depending on would, like, yeah, how the world is in uh-huh, final fantasy seven, uh-huh. the motorcycles, the fucking buster sword with the, with the, with the motorcycle, it's very common writer and stuff Holy like that. Shit, yeah. 
Um, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what really inspired him on on a lot of this because something had to, right? Yeah, like he had to have talked about it at some point. And you're right with, with those other visionaries. Like, and Sam Lake is is a good uh, person to to like kind of be with them as well in, in this category. Um, they do. You have like a clear vision, right? We always see like what Kojima's like posting. <laughs> you know, like what songs? Yeah. Oh, I'm listening to churches. Like, all right, so that's gonna be yeah. like part of the next whatever album, you know, or whatever. Or bring me the horizon. You're like, oh, this is where we get like that anger from. You know, things like that. Yeah, like his concepts are very like you. You can tell like I watched a movie this week and now I'm inspired to like do some of that concept from that movie into my mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, hundred percent. All right, uh, well, I, my final thoughts on Nomura. I would say he is is similar as we mentioned the same Lake. Kojima, he's got he's only playing 4D chess, and I think for the longest time he hasn't had the tools to properly convey his vision to us. You know, like now that we have a PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, you know, now he can kind of show off some stuff. And when we talk about remake, there's some things that I remember Imran Khan talked about on his uh, his review of that game that like kind of struck me, and I was like, oh my god, like he's he's just on some other shit that we don't even know. Like it's insane. but moving on, we'll start. We'll continue with the story. Um, now, remember, just for H Bomber guy's sake, so he never takes this video. Down. Oh no! <laughs> I don't. Guy. I don't want him to take me down ever. I will source links. Everything's down in the, <laughs> in the comments below. Um, just real quick, Frank, mm-hmm. your cam went out. Yeah, oh, yes. I know it. It does this every okay. now and again. I think it's because yeah. Helldivers is in the background. I still have it open. Okay, cool. So my okay. camera like goes crazy. I don't know why. <laughs> Playing that push and pull like I'm not got PC. <laughs> I'm not getting kicked <laughs> off the PC. server, man. <laughs> I already got it. I'm not getting out. <laughs> All right. So going into the story real quick. This is from the Final Fantasy VII Ultimanium Volume Two. Again, the links will be down below. Um, and maybe an affiliate link if that get my stuff back from Amazon. Uh, Mako Energy. The planet's spiritual resources, indispensable to the lives of its people, by controlling Mako, the Shinra corporate uh, company, pardon me, exploded into a corporate giant overnight and eventually came to dominate the world. But Mako is the planet's life energy, and using it to full fuel an industrial society chips away at the world's essence. Sensing a looming crisis, a group of rebels formed an anti-Shinra movement called Avalanche, or I would always say terrorist, <laughs> uh, in the city of Midgard. And be and as everything began to oppose the company's efforts, despite being hired by the resistance group, the master mercenary known as Cloud remains indifferent to the planet's fate. But when he meets Aerith, the last of the ancients, able to commune with the planet, he learns that the former hero, Sephiroth, has returned and now threatens the entire world. Cloud's experiences begin to reshape his cynical beliefs. After his comrades band together to save the world, Cloud chases after Sephiroth, seeking revenge for his lost hometown. On his journey, he is forced to come to terms with the subconscious truth he has long been avoiding, his true self, and his true reason for fighting. Cloud strives to uncover these secrets, even as he battles alongside his friends to determine the fate of the world. Damn. Yeah, damn. I I love that's that's crazy that that's the overall theme of the game, is like the reason for fighting. Like what yep. you what what are you actually fighting for? Because everybody gives an answer in the beginning of the game, yeah. But then by the end of it, they're like, "This is what I'm actually fighting for," and I realize yeah. that now. Yeah. And yeah. some of the sometimes it's not like I I do respect the game for it not being like, "Well, I'm fighting for love" or some some like crazy shit, right? It's it, it sometimes it's a little selfish. It's yeah. a little selfish. 
Yeah, and there, there's like a beauty to, to Barrett's when we like get into spoilers for his mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. reason. Like, because most of the game, obviously, if you played the beginning or played remake, you know, fighting for the planet, fighting for the planet, fighting for the planet, and then he finally comes to terms with it at the very end and is like, "I am, but I'm actually fighting for this." Yeah, and I know if I fight for this, I'll get this as well. And that's actually mm-hmm. many many of their reasons. It's like if I fight for what I need to fight for selfishly as well, this will benefit the world in the long run. It's it's that's yeah. a really good come together moment. And just to cut in, like speaking about Barrett specifically, like I love that in remake when he has his kind of like his stand confrontation with the president mm. of Shinra. Like even he kind of like is like you don't believe this shit. Like you're mm-hmm. not like actually like mm-hmm. oh gun hole like fighting for the planet. Like like like, like you asked me to just clear your name. Yep. Yeah. He's right like, through him. You're not asking me to take down any of the reactors. You're not asking me to stop any of the Mako stuff. Like you're you're not even doing you're not even like making demands that would that would be in line with what you say that you're fighting for anyway. And I love that like they're already implanting those kind of seeds already in remake that we didn't necessarily get in uh OG. So Yeah, just in OG it's it's like very there. like yeah. It's very like this, 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 and at the end, it's like, all right, well, it's this and this. <laughs> like yeah. it kind of builds, but not not necessarily too too much. But moving on, we're gonna cover the characters here. So we have Cloud, a young man who wields a massive Buster Sword. I love that. That's the first line. Yep. In the Final Fantasy, it's massive for, sword <laughs> for Cloud. It's like Cloud Buster Sword, yeah. inseparable, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. It's as iconic as him. Honestly, let's be real here. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm always surprised that the, sh- the the motorbike never made it past that as well. But those two are so inseparable. Um, yeah. Joining the resistance group Avalanche at the behest of his childhood friend Tifa, he meets the girl known as Aerith, the last of the ancient race, and sets out to protect the world. Cloud believed himself to be a member of Shinra's elite warriors called Soldier, but this provo- proved to be a false memory generated by the Genova cells in his body. While pursuing the former hero and current global threat known as Sephiroth, Cloud begins to re-examine who he is. We can touch quickly while while Harv's on the phone. Uh, what is the, his overall story? Is is I actually fully, and I think I've mentioned this in developers as well that he's like clearly the main character. Like many other Final mm-hmm. Fantasies previously, it is the team, is the group of characters you mean the very beginning, and that. You could say that with Final Fantasy VII to a T, but like, it's really Cloud. Cloud yeah, is the central figure. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's the character you name. Uh, he's the character. I mean, obviously, you can name the other ones, but like mo- mo- most people, when they first played the game, like back in the day, probably named put their own name in that because mm-hmm. you know he's the main guy, right? A lot of the times, I don't think you could even like take him out of your party as the first. No, so, yeah, unlike the other games where you can kind of mix and match with people, you can't even take him out of your party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he's so yeah. integral to the game even from a development standpoint you know from from a gameplay standpoint you can't even remove him like you said it's it's interesting to have such a central figure and then kind of build the lore around him mm-hmm. you know build sephiroth build all right what's his connection to Aerith? And like he has a connection to everyone or he builds a connection with some people you know as, as the story goes but no matter what it all comes back to cloud and even that last fight we'll, we'll get into spoilers it is just a one-on-one fight. Mm-hmm. Like it ends with him versus Sephiroth, the central point of this whole game. Um, it's really interesting to see. Um, Tifa, yeah, 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, ahead, go ahead. I just think, well, because I know we'll, we'll we'll probably get to it in the more like story recap style, but um, I just love when Cloud comes back and he gets his old memories back, and Tifa helps him through that and everything, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. I just love that scene where he's on the airship, he's apologizing, and, like, he does this grand old speech of, like, at the end of the day, like, we still got to complete this mission, and, and like, we still got to, you know? I just yeah. I just love seeing, and I can't wait to see how it is in Remake when Cloud, you know, begins to melt, like, from his, you know, very rigid, exactly, cold, yeah. kind of, like... Like, soldier kind of, like, yeah, demeanor. Soldier, like, really... Because he's a fucking goofball. <laughs> Dude, he's such he's a weirdo. He's such a weirdo. Oh, God. I, can't I can't wait, wait to talk about how wait. weird Cloud is compared to, like, how elevated, like, masculine, yeah. like, a lot of people kind of make him. And mm-hmm. then, it's like, you, you play no, the games, and there's obviously some spoiler stuff later on, but it's like, really, dude? <laughs> Like, yeah, really? He's such a goofball. Yeah, especially goofball. when he when he's like talking to Yuffie after that moment, like he's very like very very strange, and you could tell like that's the exact reason when you see him and Zach, you're like, yeah, I understand why you two are friends because you two are both are fucking weirdos. And yeah. Sephiroth is probably like these two motherfuckers in the back are pissing me off. Like one of you motherfuckers need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect cloud. We were just talking about uh, cloud, Harv. Um, yeah, sorry, then, I got no. a phone call. At the... Oh no, no, yeah. no, it's fine. No, listen, man, this is the most chill podcast. Do not worry. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, man. I was like, I'll loop you back in when it comes time, and it's perfect. Um, so we were just talking about cloud, and a little bit without we didn't go too much spoilers, but like how weird he is once he gets his memories. <laughs> Oh, he's so <laughs> he's weird. Such, he's such a weird dude, man. Such a weird dude. I mean, he was weird before that, but like when he gets everything back, it's just like you're just a whole different person. You're just like, whoa, what, <laughs> yeah. what just happened? <laughs> it's, a, it's such a shock. There are like three cloud personalities throughout the entirety of Final Fantasy OG, and it's it's like what? But it mm-hmm. works. It works out in the end. They did a really good job with his, specifically his story and his mental like hardships that he goes through, the mental breakdowns he has, like conveying that properly in a very like nineteen ninety seven esque yeah. way, which we're still we weren't anywhere near where we are now with you know twenty twenty four. We're dealing with mental, you know, disabilities or mental health and stuff like that, and they do a really good job of dealing with that. And I, I found that really surprising because I, I have it in my notes, but it's been twenty six years since I played this game. Um. And God damn. Yeah, God damn. Like that hurts saying it out. I was like four years old when I rented this from Blockbuster. God damn. Four <laughs> or five. Such a culture shock at four. Can you imagine? Like, what oh the fuck is going on? Well, uh, no, because uh, I was already dog. used to it. I was kind of used to it because my, my first my first steps in the game were like Metal Gear. Mm. So remember you saying this. getting through Metal Gear, like when I play Final Fantasy, I didn't really understand RPGs at the time. So that I obviously didn't get really far at it. But like it, it it dude it, l- it looked amazing it still does it looks amazing today compared to like six and everything like that honestly yeah it does Leap. it does yeah i i didn't think it would it would hold up but yeah all right well moving on character wise we are going on to tifa the bright and optimistic martial artist from cloud's hometown she lost everything five years ago when the soldier member sephiroth devastated her hometown of nibelheim and vowed to oppose the shikra company that created the mad warrior Tifa works alongside Barrett as a member of the resistance group Avalanche and invites Cloud to join them. She harbors doubts that about how Cloud's memories of the past differ from those that she knows about, but tries to support him however she can. Despite her outgoing appearance, she enjoys some domestic hobbies and has a knack for cooking. 
that, uh, that that was never conveyed in the PS1 game at all. Period. I don't remember. No, the, that's the only a remake. Honestly, God, the, yeah. she talks about. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna go cook setting up and look. I'm making drinks. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But like, I do want to say, like, a lot of the characters in OG Final Fantasy VII are very muted in comparison to the amount of like extra lore they get in the outside after this game. Like yes. in terms of movies, in terms of like other games, in terms of like that, uh, one of them being is like Sephiroth, right? Like mm-hmm. he's barely like he's barely in the game for like twenty hours. He's very like almost middle to like late game before you actually get to see him. He's very nuts. very much the boogeyman in Cloud's yeah. nightmares for most of the yeah. game. He's a lot in the first part of like the first yeah first like twenty hours of Final Fantasy. It's like he's like the talk but don't shell a show yeah. kind of he's kind mentioned of a lot but like that yeah. like kyle doesn't do the little like it like he doesn't remake where he's like oh like i have a yes. i have a headache uh they, they do it I sometimes in, in the ps1 game but like they, you don't really see sephiroth until like the scene like right next to me here where he's like i'm yeah. gonna go see my mother um but tifa's another one too (laughs) tifa tifa's another one who didn't get like she gets love in final fantasy i don't want to downplay how much she's in final fantasy one but in comparison to like already three chapters into remake it's absolutely insane how much more lore they're giving these Mm -hmm. characters it's it's different though because you kind of have to do that for a 2024 game because you have these side characters right in 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 that in that time period it was just kind of like here are some baseline characters and they just kind of are caricatures of themselves in a way, especially like you know Baron mm. is a character of himself. Biggs and Wedge and Jesse are really non-existent. They don't really yeah, they do anything. Oh no, <laughs> God the, forbid! They're so fleshed out in in remake. Like and they're yeah. so well done. But like Tifa, for example, Tifa for the for the most part throughout the whole game, I would say up until like when you finally get to where like Rebirth's closer to ending, I would say, mm-hmm. um, with the new game, right? she's very like she doesn't she's very just like cloud glazing right like the whole time she doesn't really like say much she's definitely like uh oh i'm the i'm the girlfriend type type uh character you know back in the early 90s um but she definitely does come into her own towards the end of the game when she once you start doing the memory stuff and all that Mm -hmm. and then you know obviously she like you know spoilers for later but she's very important to the ending of the game as well for for certain characters mm-hmm. and i love yeah. i love we're we're gonna touch on Aerith at a moment but like even in og like they have some interactions and you can for the time frame of like 97 98 like when i was playing this it it's enough to be like oh they're friends and like they're very like like close together but replaying it in 2024 like they barely talk to each other like it's not that much and then you get remake and they are so close they are like instant fast friends. They're worrying about each other. They're making jokes about each other with Cloud. It, it was very jarring playing remake with that relationship because mm-hmm. in my mind, when when I played Final Fantasy VII, it was very like, like I knew they were from the same town, but it felt like they weren't really like that great friends. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they were very. They weren't that close. And then seeing it in a remake, you're just like, wow, okay, yeah, they re- actually had like a really like, de- like they, a deeper relationship. It actually feels like they know each other, yeah. right? As much yeah, as Cloud knows her, like knows her, I guess. exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with what we're, what we're given. Yeah, for for me, like having the context of playing remake first and then going back to OG and playing it from that context, like to me, it just solidified, you know, what journey we're going to go on with rebirth in the third game um is that like i think tifa just plays a really important role in 
being the mirror to Cloud and like a hey, like, you know, not telling you verbatim that you're recounting things that did not happen or like you're, you know, saying things that were not the case because I was there physically. But um, just in a more just step accent, it's like a, it's I think a really smart way of just sh- like subtly showing that something's off with Cloud that mm-hmm. he's not aware of, right? And with remake, I think the by my favorite thing that they add with Tifa in the remake is um, she becomes like very very empathetic in mm-hmm. remake and very very much like. If you pay attention to like her her dialogue, like when Barrett's breaking down what they're gonna do with the play or like this next mission, whatever, or the when they go to um take down the sector five, um mm-hmm. uh Mako. Reactor. Oh, the Mako, the Mako, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she's always thinking about the public and always thinking about the people of Midgar mm-hmm. and like what a, like is this the right move and she she is incessantly worrying when she gets a first like nod of like yo they're gonna drop a plate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're they're gonna drop they're gonna drop this and, and, and she's the most worried out of anyone by a lot you know so like i love that in the same way that kind of we have a reflection of her and og being very much tied to cloud and like in in service of cloud storyline i think she will play an even more role here in the full remakes where she's she's kind of like speaking for the overall world of mm-hmm. like the public right mm-hmm. in a way that Aerith does too but it's 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 more personal with tifa you know Aerith, yeah. like yeah Aerith is more, about more the planet. yeah she's yeah. more macro and tifa's yeah. more uh more like micro when it comes yeah. to like yeah, yeah when it comes to yeah. when it comes yeah. to like yeah. that kind of stuff yeah they, especially they how they're like, coin flip of each other mm-hmm. yeah especially how they're written in the og game um i do really like like immediately like you can tell tifa knows something's up with cloud uh in remake whereas in the og game she kind of just plays along for a very long time as if something isn't wrong um i think the only time they ever really mentioned that maybe they know something's going on a little bit more than what they're letting on is during the temple the the temple we're doing the um, there's like a little maze or something like that, and they have to they're like they're talking about like all these murals on the wall. Mm-hmm. And Aerith says, Hey, let's just go ahead and lie to him right in front. We didn't just see what he just did, right? And Tifa's like, Yeah, we didn't just see what he just did. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, You guys know something a lot more than what you guys are letting on now at this point. Mm-hmm. Especially Aerith. Aerith knows a lot, a lot of what's going on in the story, but just doesn't tell tell you. Yeah, and it's very like this close to her chest. Yeah, and then when we when we touch about remake too, I think that kind of plays along with remake and Advent Children. Um, mm-hmm. That the Aerith that we're seeing in remake has a lot more knowledge than we. <laughs> I think the the Aerith yeah. in OG, you know, even the Aerith in mm-hmm. OG, she has like, and it's kind of set up when she talks about her backstory with uh, Amira, you know, and she was like, "Oh, your husband died." When she's telling her, she's mm. like, oh, I know he died and I'm so sorry for your loss. Because she's like, she's upset for her. And she's like, that's how Elmira knows that she died. He died during the war is through mm. Aerith. Like, she has this, like, they never break down exactly what she can do as a Cetra or an ancient. But she can like, hear the, she can hear the, she can hear the voices of the planet. I guess through uh, the live stream, the, right? Yeah. Yeah. She can, she can tap into the live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, which is why I'm like, you know, a lot more than what you're letting on. Even like, kind of lets events happen just because like it's easier to let them happen than it would be just to like tell the people out, right? Dude, I mean, um, 
in remake, she straight tells like Wedge asks her like, "This plate is gonna go down," and she's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah," like straight up, yeah. like she's she not not in like a oh like it looks like it's going to or oh I'm unsure if we're gonna be able to stop it like no like she's just like yeah no like it's 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 gonna drop wedge yeah 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 like it, it's a very definitive yes so yeah she doesn't she doesn't do that very much in the in the OG game the only time she ever really kind of lets on that she does know more is during those moments of like uh she could tell she's kind of a little more in tune with the with the with the live stream mm-hmm. at that point of the game and she's kind of like following those orders but kind of like being with your party at the same time you know what i mean yeah. like she's mm-hmm. she's definitely like a very interesting written character um which i'll i'll, I'll explore more when we talk we actually go on to the spoilers here because i'm sure yeah. there's somebody who hasn't played this 26 year old this game is almost as old as me Okay, you you already know the big twist of this game, guys. Yeah, okay, exactly. if you were on the internet hey, from two thousand to two thousand ten, you've probably been spoiled. You wanna know what? You you yeah. you wanna know a, a, a fun fact? What's up? What? I actually did not know. Really? Oh, really? I was unaware, bro. I That's was I was awesome. I was I promise, hand over heart, swear. Oh my god! How unaware until I played OG, and I remember like I was playing a little bit before work. And it happened. I was like, yo, there's no way. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. So at work, I'm like, nah, like there's there's like gotta be like some live stream shit or like something. Uh, no, like nope, nope. No. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was very happy that I got to experience that and like firsthand. That's and, great too. And well, like on this way. I'll I'll talk about Eris' little bio from the Ultimania book and that kind of cause the last line also talks about the big spoiler, so we could touch on it right there. Um, but Aerith is the last member of the race of the ancients, also known as Cetra, who have the ability to commune with the planet. There you go. Yeah. She is a holder of the white materia. Her parents died at Shinra's hands when she was young, and she came to live in the Midgard slums in the care of her adopted mother, Elmira. Despite her troubled life, Aerith maintains a positive outlook and innocent purity. After meeting Cloud, she travels with him, but she tragically loses her life trying to protect the planet from Sephiroth. See... Okay, can we, yeah. can we we can talk about spoilers now, right? We can talk about it, yeah, right now. Yeah. I find her character so fucking interesting. There's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of very interesting writing in this game. Like at first when you're first playing it, it it, it sounds like drivel and it sounds kind of dumb, but looking back on it now, a lot of the characters make perfect fucking sense. Mm-hmm. One of them being Aerith, right? Aerith, a character who grew up with nothing. Absolutely dog shit life um with living in the slums but being the only person who finds the stuff of the earth still interesting, right? Still, still picks flowers, still uh, finds the good in people, still tries to kind of like build this thing. She is an ancient being. She doesn't have to be this way. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if she was never that way, if she never found the good parts of the, hum- of the human race, right? Because if you play Final Fantasy VII, look around talk to the npcs even in remake you'll notice this this is one of the first things i noticed in remake everybody around everybody in that world has such a fucking bleak outlook on life mm-hmm. everybody does not care they they don't care if they die they don't care if they live they don't care about the person next to them they're worried about the end of the world where someone like Aerith, who arguably probably even knows as early as when you meet her that about the promised land she can just dip and you know i I don't need these people they're not my people Mm -hmm. in such a stark contrast from sephiroth who is just like well you're not my people in fact you took my people 
So I'm going to kill you and destroy your people. Whereas Aerith is like, these are people who are just like us, people with feelings, people with, uh, I've lived with these people. I know who these people are. We should be saving them. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's such a cool, like cool writing for that character. Because otherwise, there's no reason for her to be happy at all, period. Like her life is absolutely terrible in comparison to like how nice she is. Yeah. I mean, even when you get to, to her death she's so serene you know yeah she knows she knows smiling. she's gonna die yeah. yeah yeah she knows she has to do it for the world mm-hmm. yeah where i mean it hurts everybody like i i did i write i wrote down i think cloud's line um is it here oh no i guess i didn't write it down but yeah he has a line where he's like he's like my 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 lips are dry like the air feels like talk like when he's screaming at Sephiroth of, of the pain he's feeling holding this pure being of light basically in his hands and how painful it is for him to do this like to move on even at that very quick moment like now it shows and how the first thing he thinks is. about is like how she won't feel emotion ever yeah. again she'll never laugh she'll never cry yeah. she'll never you know it, the the he doesn't care about her powers doesn't care about what she's doing he cares about the fact that she will never bring good into the world yeah. the way she was even ever. for a second like his 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 chase of revenge towards Sephiroth is kind of paused to mm-hmm. acknowledge the fact that this thing is gone and it hurts and it's mm-hmm. not coming back and you took something then it starts building back to the revenge and even more so with Aerith's death but like like that loss of how important she is, not from an ancient standpoint, not from Cetra, like not like that, but just a good person is lost mm-hmm. in the world and it hurts. I would argue too in that scene as well. I don't know how they're gonna do it in, in rebirth, but I argue in that scene if they Cloud do felt well, if they do it right, right? But I, I don't you can't have the end of the game without that without that scene, I feel like the 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 big like holy stuff. But um I argue Cloud was a little bit more reactive here than he was in his memories of Sephiroth because this is the, honestly, when you think about it, this is the first time Cloud actually lost somebody, mm-hmm. right? Like his memories of losing the, and Nibelheim and stuff like that, all that stuff is is made up, right? That's the Genova cells rewriting his, his his brain. But for the first time, Cloud is actually losing somebody right in front of him. Right. These are his memories, his his memories with this person, his his interactions with them. And now they're gone for the first time. And I, I feel like that made him kind of react a, lo- a lot more differently than how he did in his own memory with Sephiroth. Yeah. So to to touch on Kev, you, you didn't know about this. You didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know at all, it, which is not surprising, but it, it's it's cool that you didn't know. Because it's so prevalent you know, in all sorry, of everything. Oh, sorry. No, uh, so, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I totally forgot that you guys wouldn't. You, well, for sure you can. You didn't know. That this yeah, no. But so, even the internet didn't was, spoil him. Like, he didn't know. Yeah. I straight didn't know even, like, from the internet. Like, I, 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 I don't know how. I don't know if maybe it's one of those things where, like, maybe I saw it but didn't connect. The one thing I will say. The one thing I will say about this particular spoiler that like or we're going full till right the, the particular yeah, spoiler yeah. with with Aerith, i think it's such a such a like, pivotal moment in that game that i think a lot yeah. of people don't want to spoil that for other people mm-hmm. yeah um especially now that remake is out now now people are like 
oh, we don't want to spoil that one. Yeah. What happens? But like everybody, all of us that uh, play Final Fantasy VII, we're like, yes, it's going to, it's going to happen. It has Speaking to. Of, did y'all see today on the New York Times homepage? They had this article of like, um, oh, will Final Fantasy VII Rebirth kill Aerith again? And it's like, why the fuck? Again? Oh, God. Yes! Why would you say Yo, Aerith again? I saw, I saw um, Gene Park tweeting about it today. Jeez, I was that's like, that's yo, why? There's so many people going into this well, to this world, like blind. Yeah, it's it sucks because especially because like these characters are more characterized in the remake. Obviously, you're gonna get more of an like like um, you're gonna you're gonna feel closer to these characters for that. I wouldn't want to spoil that for somebody who doesn't know. No, given like 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 I said, if, when you, if you grew up in the early 2000s up to like 2010, they were they were put. There were whole websites with just that spoiler in the fucking title. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I I recently loved IGN's video talking about how we all at the time in like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, and like years after reacted to her death. Like, and how we all try mm-hmm. to find it, and there was hearsay in, 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 you know, in gym class, or, you know, you're in the yard, and you're just talking to one of your friends, like, no, no, you can bring her back, you just need 99 Phoenix Downs, or mm-hmm. whatever, like. So, like, oh, dude, that oh, was so funny, videos. can I just, can I, just, yeah. can I, I put it down her? I remember, I remember there was one video I was watching back, like, way, way back in the day, it was, like, the early inception of YouTube, this guy theorizing that Aerith never actually died, and then, like, Cloud Jesus, just put her crazy. in there and drowned her instead, I was just like, Jesus Christ, guys. I put it in the Discord like little like chat room thing on that's the insane. Voice chat. That's insane. Right Can there. you imagine? Like, ugh. That yeah. Sucks. And like, I mean, I know there's people. I mean, oh, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I would actually tell someone that has never played Ever Seven. Honestly, like, and I'm being serious. Honestly, I would tell them to play remake first. Play mm-hmm. play remake first, then go play OG, and then when you play remake again you you get a lot more out of it but i say remake first because um it's actually like a similar reason to what um frank was saying where like uh he had this voice this uh voiceover mod yeah mm-hmm. for me when i played og i had kind of like their voices already nice. in my head yeah. so i kind of that like helped me get through um og not that like you need help with it but it just enhanced as a person that has played the og one and the remake now I always say play the remake first. Yeah. Get yes. Your, get get a f- like a more of a like a uh a understanding who these characters are because yes. the remake does an it amazing is. thing mm. with with Barrett like Barrett the Barrett Marlene situation it doesn't hit hard until you leave uh Midgar and you see Marlene's dad right mm. yeah, in, yeah. In, in the OG but in the remake it hits hard right away like it, it really really does yeah yeah he kind of just Ooh. leaves her off and then just kind of dips for like a good like 40 hours of the yeah. game <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's no. what's gonna man like that i remember after be after i beat remake like that was like one of like the big things in my mind like fuck like i i need barrett to i need him to reunite with marlene like yeah. i need that to happen mm-hmm. i need it to happen yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. That I think that's the best way to go as well. I would I would recommend it that you go remake and then OG. Yeah. I kind of similar, uh, not to get too much on the tangent, but like to I say that kind of with One Piece as well. Like if if you're interested at all in One Piece, like watch a live action. It's eight episodes. Netflix does an amazing job with that adaptation, surprisingly enough. And then if you like are f- f- like in a fever to watch more One Piece, the anime's right there. Just go ahead. Then jump in. Yeah. But if you're just cool with the live action, that's enough of the story that you get that you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm in. Yeah. That's perfect. Great I would you. say too, def- definitely do not continue 
out the remake without playing OG. Yeah, I think I, I think remake is yep. is like very strategic and like yes, you will get a lot more out of it once you beat OG, right? Mm-hmm. But I think from here on out, I think you do have to know OG. You do have to know Crisis Core. I think now with the UV DLC, you have to know you Crisis Core now. You have to know Crisis. You have to know Crisis Core. Yeah, Crisis Core is very very imperative because it gets and, very confusing. Yep, and what you know, I think Frank, you allude to it, but like. I think there is a reason why Avon Children is in theaters before Rebirth comes out. Yes. Do you yes. want to talk we, about we, that real we, quick? We we can get to it whenever whenever uh, Carlos was aiming for that. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll finish the time. character. I I I wanted to mention yeah, cool. Aerith's death specifically because it was the last line in her character bio oh, from yeah. the Ultimania. I was like, we can't. Right. We have to talk about it now. Um, yeah. I did. I want to pick on something real quick before we move on to Barrett with. Uh, Frank, what you said, with like you have this being who had such a shitty life and still chooses to, you know, fight for the people, and then you have someone who's had a pretty decent life and then chooses to go against them when they find out their truth, and it really, to me, speaks to. And obviously, I'm a big Superman fan. It's very Superman Lex Luthor, to me, right? Like Aerith being Superman, this person was like, I'm gonna fight for the people no matter what. That's their true superpower. It's like that's who they are their goodness and then lex being like i fight for myself and i'm selfish um and it's kind of funny as well because tyler hocklin who voices sephiroth in uh remake is superman in the mm-hmm. cw shows and he's actually a damn good superman uh but i just wanted to touch on that um harf real quick because uh, you were away from him sorry i'm now no. i'm here now no I'm no here now. it was fine uh Aaron's death i you and me we experienced it <laughs> Like in real time Dude, back in the I, day. I have never seen a death in a video game before. Like, like that was a defining moment for me because, like, I had like I, I was under the impression every character is going to be fine. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. I there's going to be and then when you when she dies, I was so I went through like the seven stages of grief. Okay, I was angry because I was like, "What about all my gear? What I was like, what about all the stuff that I came from?" <laughs> now it makes sense why I have her lever four limit break now. Why? Yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do about a healer? Yeah, like I, I have a healer. Like, what, what's going on here? She's gone now. And then two was just like, I, I was like, I was flabbergasted and just like, why? How, how do they do this? Why would they betray me like this? Because it was, she was such a. Yeah, well, I it's like I was she was just like such a good character, and then that was the first time I ever had a party member die in like in my game, and I yeah it was one of those moments where I hadn't recovered from it until I finished the game, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, she probably had to die. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I came. How integral full... her death like is into it, that game. Yes, and, and it, it, it is. It is the step that makes Cloud it, it makes Cloud go the extra mile as well. Like, like it defines what he does, and it, it it has to happen because that's how the that's how you fix everything as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where her death is it's 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 very tragic. But we also have to what a scene though. What, yeah, a, scene. what a scene. The music, the just the, the whooshing sound as he's coming down from the heavens. Yeah, uh, her limp body the, the, just like just let go, like dude, uh, the god rays when he's coming yep. down, and it's just like oh, oh materia dropping yeah. straight from heaven. Uh, yeah, uh, honestly, yeah, the 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 
like almost angel coming from heaven to kill her. Like it's insane. and the funniest the funniest thing is like if, if people were paying attention in remake, she she alludes to her death in the game, mm-hmm. which is which is which Multiple is like times. one of those. They do it, yeah. Actually, so they show uh, it, yeah. Kate Sith. I guess I guess we're calling it Kate Sith now. Uh, Kate no. Sith alludes to it in the Golden Saucer. Yeah, where he gives you he gives you a gives you a an omen, and it's just like because uh, he's like, where where can I find Sephiroth? And he's like, you will find you will find what you're looking for, but you will lose someone dear to you in return. Yeah, yeah and, and like, then we're just like, cost. what the fuck are you talking weird, about? Weird. <laughs> fucking weirdo! <laughs> yeah, you fucking bro. weirdo! <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I I think too as well with with Aerith's death, it's it, it was so so shocking at that time, and then. It's funny doing Chaos Bringers now, and we've we've covered you know Final Fantasy one, two, three, four, um, and there's there's a lot of death in them. It's just we mm-hmm. at the time, being so young, had no exposure to you know losing a party member, and like even uh, if you haven't seen episode four, there is there's a death in four, and when the the, the character dies, all the characters around them, like the the main character, use Kiraga. You know, mm-hmm. like, like he says, it's like, a, use Kiraga, and it doesn't work. And the other person throws a phoenix down, and that doesn't work. And, like, they That's use cool. everything in the game that That's you've cool. come accustomed to, and it doesn't work. The person still dies, and it's still very emotional. And it's, like, crazy retrospectively playing that and seeing that. And like, oh, man, like, like, 7 hits so hard, but then you, like, it. it's not uncalled for in final fantasy mm-hmm. like at that time it's just for us being new gamers and like experiencing what video games are and what they could be this hurt so bad and that's like my one note here was like 26 years 26 years later and this still hurts yeah it's a very tough scene to get through yeah i think like it's not even like it, it's it's that 100 and i think on top of it is like this game brought the franchise into a 3d map and so I feel like, like these characters interacting with them, with each other just felt a little bit more personal, mm-hmm. and the cutscenes felt a little bit more personal. Um, and then also them adding FMV and stuff like that, which still a little janky. But I think that aspect really kind of solidified that like like these characters are characters that are more fleshed out than our previous the previous predecessor like uh, characters that like other Final Fantasy games. Yeah, insane man. Uh, moving on, because we had we had to tackle that there and then. Uh, Barrett, a massive man with a gun for a hand who heads up the anti-shinner organization Avalanche. Four years ago, when Barrett was just a coal miner, coal miner in coral, Shinra troops burned his hometown to cover up the incident that occurred during the construction of the Mako reactor. Barrett lost his wife and his right hand and vowed revenge against Shinra organization. He rescued his best friend's daughter Marlene from the wreckage of the village and dotes on her incessantly. Uh, a loyal man with a rough demeanor, thinking with a calm logic, it's not his strong suit. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. love Barrett. I love Barrett. I love him so much. I love Barrett. I love him. He's goofy. Love He's Barrett. so fucking goofy too. He is. He's, He's so well translated in in remake. Like I connected with him so much more in remake. It was, and mm-hmm. nothing really changes. It's just something about the performance of the actor, like, just sells me on mm-hmm. it. I, I think what what sold me on Barrett 
the first time uh, it happened was uh, there's a scene where you you're walking out of Midgar. I think it's like the first time you get like the PHS system and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you get to choose your team. And of course, I got to have Tifa on my team, right? She's fucking mm-hmm. she hits hard. And then I'm like, oh, I need a healer. So I pick Aerith. So you pick you pick Cloud, Tifa, Aerith. And then you obviously leave Barrett with uh, Red 13. Not, uh, not, yeah, Red 13. Nanaki, yeah. And Nanaki. And um, he, he looks and he goes, I knew you were going to do that. And then just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, that butt, like, that, they butt head so much. It's so funny. Uh, so good. Yeah. Speaking of Nanaki, uh, Red 13, a descendant of the long-living species charged with protecting the planet. He originally lived in Cosmo Canyon, headquarters to the study of the planet life, but was captured by Shinra as a rare species and subjugated to Hojo's cruel experiments. He meets Cloud's party when they come to rescue Aerith and agrees to join them until he can retain, return to his homeland. Uh, after returning to his village, he continues his journey as the behest of the village elder Bugenheim. Bugenhagen? That's how you say that. Bugenhagen? Bugenhagen. Yeah. And uh, Red 13 is his test subject designation, but his true name is Nanaki, and I cannot wait for Rebirth because that change is one of the... It's like a little blurb in the PlayStation vlog. And it was like, yeah, once you get his real name, it'll just be that the rest of the game. I was like, I'm fucking in. They do that in OG as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people call him Nanaki, but like once you name him, like it doesn't change. In Rebirth... Once you find out his name is Nanaki from Bugenhagen, from now on in Rebirth, it will say Red 13. It'll say, oh, okay. when he's in your party, it'll say Nanaki. That might have been changed in, in Seventh Heaven because they do the thing where, like, they oh, give the him mod, the name already. Yeah. And then when you when he becomes, like, when he says his name for the first time, like, oh, that's my name, the, the character card changes to Nanaki. Oh, oh that's a, I see. I see wow, that. that's actually really cool. They that's did that cool. before <laughs> Square did. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love in remake how you know, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's Tifa who's like Red 13, but like I'm pretty sure, like, that means like, like I think she says, she says something like, if that's like a designation, like a code name, then like you must have a real name, you know. And, and then you hear his little mm-hmm. theme, it's like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, next, next to Rocket Town, which I don't think will be in Rebirth. I don't think so. I, like I know Sid is here, but at least on the sale play, like they didn't like highlight Rocket Town as, as one of the locations that you. No, to, you could right? make you can make the assumption that it'll be there because you see Sid and you see uh, the fight with uh, Palmer. Paul, Palmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you assume we'll, that it's like, happening there, but like you, they don't. Yeah, that's say why they it. give you the boat plane. But I don't know if we're gonna get the boat plane in Rebirth. Oh, we, yeah. we, have the, we get the tiny, I'm pretty sure we get the tiny Bronco. You get the Rebirth. tiny Bronco. That's the buggy. But like the, remember the plane, it, the, he has a plane uh, and it gets like, yeah, bullet holes thing. in it and it becomes oh, a boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah. But I fucking love rock. Like, I just love the, the look of it in OG when it's just that slanted rocket. I mm-hmm. love, I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with rocket. It I looks it. so fucking cool. It's yeah. so from, like, a distance. Cool, it looks that, so fucking cool. Yeah. That but, and Cosmo are the coolest looking places. I love. Even the cutscene, right? Even the cutscene for like how they how it got tilted oh, yeah. is so yeah. cool. So I, sick. I think we're gonna get Rocket Town. I think so. Yeah, it I think so. a lot of stuff happens in Rocket yeah. Town. At least we haven't seen war. it, and I'm happy because I really want that fresh like. Yeah. Show me Rocket Town. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Even that, but, that most recent state of play, they showed a lot, but not a lot at the same time. Yeah. But I love Cosmo Canyon, boys. Let's okay, go. The music, the look. 
When that fucking theme hits, oh my god. I'm just gonna put the controller down. I'm just gonna put the controller down. I just wanna hear that. Dude, the catcher version of that is gonna hit hard. But next to, you know, just Cosmo Canyon, like, as a place, like, I love what goes on in it. Red 13 and, like, his misconception about his dad. Like, he thinks that he's a coward, that, that, Mm -hmm. and that whole turn and that whole reveal and everything. And, like, um, one of the, one of the only other times I like got emotional in the OG playthrough that I did was when Bugenhagen's like giving his spiel of like what is going on from like a universe like standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like I love that part. Like I think yeah. that part is fucking awesome. I so, am very yeah. very excited to see that Can't in a wait. remake. I because I that cutscene that cutscene like, is uh, one of, probably the, one of the most the important stars, right? Yeah, the stars flying around, looking energy and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's one like of the that. biggest cutscenes in the game, and I'm, I, yeah. I, it's, it's a very pivotal point in the game too, because then the characters actually understand what's going on and what, yeah. what, what's how stake, everything, you know, yeah. everything's, how everything's connected. They finally got mm-hmm. get a little bit of their like way forward of like, okay, this is how we go about saving the planet yeah. from yep. there on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And it's I also love because that, that was an emotional scene for me, but as well when he kind of the the team leaves, you know nanaki to kind of deal with seto and like kind of come to grips with anything and you just hear that howl that he makes like when he's standing next to his father like like he's looking up at his father and he makes this howl it's so beautiful man (laughs) like it's It's so like i get goosebumps and that's goosebumps and with ps1 sounds you know like with the whatever sound effects they could use at the time like it hits so hard i'm like oh god i love it i can't wait do we think his dad will shed the tear Oh yeah! Oh yeah! A hundred percent. Past it, right? We're gonna get yeah. material. We're actually gonna get material out of it this time. Yeah, it'll, right. it it'll be material something. when he's coming out. Like, it does. The, yeah, this one version. It does. Uh, I love. I love his design too, and then he has like such a proper yeah. speech to himself. It's so dope. Yeah, I love it. All right, moving on. We have Yuffie, daughter of the chief of the Western Nation of Wu Tai, defeated uh, by the Shinra in the war. A warrior unique to her people who is known as a ninja. She wields a massive shuriken and employs various ninja arts in battle. Despite her ego and impertinence, Yuffie is extremely patriotic. She ran away from home in defiance of her father's apathy toward following Wu Tai's defeat. Pardon me. Yuffie is obsessed with collecting money to restore her homeland and forces her way into Cloud's team in order to obtain materia. Over the course of the game, she joins the fight to protect the planet. Man, mm-hmm. shout out to Yuffie, and then shout out to Yuffie. again. We'll talk about it like later, but remake, like integrate. Man, yeah. that Ooh, DLC really man. fleshes her out, man. Yeah, she's Ooh. not really fleshed out in the game, honestly. Unless I guess I, I don't. I haven't done the Wu Tai stuff, so I don't know if one hundred percent that's like There's fleshed out there. But for the most stuff, part, she doesn't really have a lot of scenes. Yeah, she's still. She's just like. This is where you get like her and Kaseth for the longest time when I was growing up were like very annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their design. Well, I like Yuffie's design. <laughs> I'll say that, and I like using her in battle sometimes. But like her character was just very like grating to me, and it, it worked. Like it, it was really well done how they wrote it and stuff. But it wasn't till remake and integrate that I was like, oh wow, like I like I care about her. Even like the 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 stuff in Wu Tai, like in OG, where she like goes to her father, and does the five steps, like you know, to get her like level four. Mm-hmm. um let me break it's whatever like it's it's kind of cool but she's still very like plucky like early naruto you know yeah she's very like yeah. she falls asleep she has like uh yeah. she has like uh she can't be on the ship for very long because she gets like sick 
That made me laugh. You know what I mean, she gets really <laughs> tired after fights. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I still feel like she's very much like OG in the ways. It just more fleshed out mm-hmm. in the DLC and all that. And um, I just love like again, like that's a that's another that's another that's another example of like one of the those things that you could see being changed with the remake happening, right? You could see maybe some elements of UV being, you know, maybe be, maybe being like toned down a little bit or maybe adjusting the design, maybe, you know, buttoning her shorts, you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. it's all she's just... she's a child. What it <laughs> yes. is. Yeah, like, oh it's all just what it is, you yeah. know? So, um, I, I... Yeah, even I, her the, uh, her relationship with, with Sonnen, right? Yeah, that... Sonnen, yeah, yeah. That's, that's gonna be huge, yeah. So, like, I... I like that they added that to the remake to kind of like give her like more of what I assume is more of like a fighting purpose mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to a degree. You know, like, like, like she has a reason because her reasoning only was to go and get the ultimate materia. That was it. Right? Yeah. It's not ready yet. Yeah. You know, so what is this? What well, is this? Uh, fucking materia oh. disappeared. What happened? I saw the materia. Oh wait, no, we're good. Oh, I forgot because you got that camera thing on your Mac, right? That you do certain gestures. Oh, is that what it is? There's it... like a yeah, green watch. material. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 it freezes. Yeah. It freezes when it's yeah. doing it. Take a oh, that stinks. Okay. Oh, yeah, it does. It, like I, we saw it with uh, when we did trophy room, uh, the state of play. Yeah. There was like hearts and shit. If I do a up. heart, there's like hearts and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I forgot. I don't know what caused the balloons though. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the material. This, yeah, the material. Yeah, yeah, that was the material. All right, moving on. One of my favorite characters, like just design and everything, he's just really cool. I but think not you skipped Kate Sith, by the way. No, he's coming. I saved okay. him for last because I don't Kachith. like him. <laughs> yeah, there was that for a longest time. <laughs> God, that's how he was. That's how it was pronounced in the uh, in the Echo S thing. That's why, like, uh, for a little bit there, I was uh, saying that. But apparently, they 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 just said fuck it, it's Kate Sith. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to put it line and say, yeah, I wanted to skip Kate Sith because I wasn't really a fan. But <laughs> but I he's on here. Uh, he's actually after Vincent. Uh, uh nihilistic man who slept in Nibelheim for 20 years. <laughs> Once a member of the Turk's Shinra's investigation division, he quarreled with Hojo over the researcher Lucretia, uh, the woman he loved. He became a madman's test subject, gaining the young dying body and the ability to transform to dreadful monsters. When Vincent learns that Lucretia's son, Sephiroth, has gone on a rampage, he lends his power to Cloud and his friends to pursue Hojo, the cause of Sephiroth's insanity. Shadow the Hedgehog of the game. Yeah. I fucking, I fucking love Vincent. I love, yeah, I love Vincent I love, so much. I love Vincent. So yeah. He's yeah. a mainstay in my party after after Eric's death. He was my right. he was he my looks so afterward. cool. He's got a gun. Like I mean, the way he like summons things is yeah. like just the Dracula pose and shit like that. Yeah. I feel I feel like uh in Final Fantasy VIII, they tried to like bring that same cadence back. They're like, we have a gun wielding person right here, just like Vincent. It's like, like it's not the same, man. It's not the same. It's That's Vincent at home. That's Vincent at home. Okay? This <laughs> is wish.com. Vincent at home. One of the funniest things too, like I because I didn't I always thought Vincent was like just a revolver guy, right? Because that's all you see him with like in promotional art and stuff like that. But then like I'm playing Final Fantasy, this dude just has like a full ass shotgun just popping people. Oh my with gosh. Him and shit. Yeah. Like, at one point he had like a little like a little little, little glock <laughs> i was just like jesus christ dude i think you just use anything i think one of the craziest things about vincent is like you you could i play i got pretty far in my original playthrough and then i mm-hmm. restarted once i found out there was other characters you can get that were secret you could play that game and not get vincent and yep, yep. 
you miss out with Yuffie, on, I think, too, as yeah, well. Same, same yeah. with Yuffie, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you miss out on the fact that, you know, Vince's love was, you know, Sephiroth's mom. Uh, I think they touched on Hojo being the father, but, like, there's so much yeah. more at stake when you add Vince into this story, and there's so much more lore with Sephiroth that you don't get, you know, if you don't add him, like, you're like, oh, I don't, this dude's cool and all, but, like, who cares? Yeah. And then you get Vincent, like, yeah, I was going to marry this girl, but she chose this douchebag over here. Yeah. They had a kid, and he fucking tested on her, and then tested on me, and then fucking fuck that guy. Let's, yeah. let's, I'll, I'll go kill her son if yeah. you want. And you get, you get extra dialogue, too, for him. Like, if you bring mm-hmm. Vincent to the fight with Hojo, he actually has some extra dialogue Yeah, it's for that nice. Fight. He tells him rest yeah. in peace, which is very, very yeah. oddly nice. It was like, oh, shit, you don't have to be nice right now. That dude like, He's like, I think he fucked your girl. I, if I remember, what was the quote? It was just like, I, I something about him sleeping, and he's like, it should be you, the, uh, you should be the one who should be sleeping. Yeah. And he, like, kills Hojo. I was like, yeah. God damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been waiting a fucking long time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, cool. man. It's just his design, so cool. man. Like, mm-hmm. His, like, that key art of him hunched over on the building top with the... the with like, the, dude, uh, like a gargoyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my so God. The updated version cool. of that in Rebirth. Oh, my God. It's I incredible. need I need Todd McFarlane to draw that 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 art. Because in his like spawn looking art, yeah, oh, that cape would be so, so far, <laughs> it'd be right. so flowing. Uh, so the opposite cool of Vincent, character. yeah, the opposite of Vincent, Kate Sith, <laughs> a black cat robot riding atop a fat Moogle, blushy, speaking with an odd accent. Kate Sith is controlled remotely by Reeve of the Turks. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, not Turks, he's um. He's, he's no, part of Sinner HQ. It's Reeve, but like I forget Reeve. what his job it's is Reeve. specifically in um it's like, in Shinra. Uh, he's a chairman. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of the boardmen. Yeah, he's one of the boardmen, but yeah. like his like specific department is said in remake, but like it's like public Yeah, it's, it's, it's something with the public, yeah, yeah. Uh, Something was, involving the people. Yeah. 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 He was sent to join Cloud's party as a spy. At first he reports his detailed findings back he's to He's in Shinra. charge of uh, urban development. Urban development. development. That's right, that's right. But uh, overtime and sympathy for the heroes trying to save the world as well as his doubts about the company causes him to act as a double agent against Shinra. Though his speech may be carefree, he's operating a serious individual. Many of Kate's remarks express concern for others. It just never clicked with me back in the day. Even now, even OG, I'm like, oh, maybe this time around, like, uh, you know, uh, click. Yeah, he didn't click for me until he helps you escape from uh, Shinra HQ. Yeah, after like Cloud regains his memories. Yeah, um, it's like so close to the end of the game. Really. It's so close to the end of the game. It takes a little, <laughs> little bit, but he does have a good little moment, and it might be like very missable. But he has a good little moment right after he betrays you the first time, where he's he does question his own thing. He's like, I had to do what I had to do because I had to do it, but like, why are you guys actually fighting? Like his whole reason for fighting in that scene is because of Shinra, right? Mm-hmm. But he notices that they have. A separate reason for fighting and that they're willing to go above and beyond for it and that's what kind of like gets him to go like okay yeah. maybe i i should follow my beliefs and save the planet this, i 100 you know, that he always wanted to do rebirth is, is probably going to fix them like they've done with oh, so yeah. many other characters we remake like have added layers and stuff like that it, it's just it's hard to see the full picture you know when you just see like mm-hmm. promotional materials for rebirth and you hear them with the stupid ass scottish accent like oh fuck this thing again <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, all right, it's it's probably gonna when hit the, better this time around. When we see you for the first time in remake when the plate falls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, forgot about that. I was like, oh, I yeah. so like Mike's reaction Dude, to that is the fucking best. It's the best. 
Fuck the fuck is that? It's the best. It's the best reaction ever, bro. I love oh, it. Such a like innocent, like, oh my god, this sucks. This is so oh Dude, my that, what the fuck is this cat? What the fuck is that? That was the same that's the same reaction I had when I saw him. I was like, I had it too. What, what? what are you I, doing? I had here? so many questions. <laughs> I was like, like, no, like actually, like, what is that cat? Oh god, yeah, because you had no, no knowledge OG, of him before. Yeah, yeah. it was the first time. I was like, bro, what? Like, like why are they that? why are they panic on this one cat? This yeah, weird. and that's the that's the only time you see him in the whole game. I'm, yeah, I think. Yeah, no, you don't see him at all. You see yeah. Reeve a bunch of times, but yeah, yeah you Reeve, never yeah, see yeah. Kate. Yeah, yeah. which an is, OG player. I was like, why are you showing him right? What the fuck? Is yeah, that? Well, like Reeve's right <laughs> there. Like he's in a board. Yeah, like, what the fuck that. is Reeve doing? He's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm, while they're doing this, I'll play with this robot real quick. Oh shit, they really dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you gotta think he's in some fucking room, right? This is the head cannon I have. He's in some fucking room with like buttons and shit. And he's like, "All right, well, I'm sad, so I'll mimic the fucking cat like falling to his knees, onto his knees, and, yeah, yeah, and just like, uh, <laughs> like, what if he's like, what if he's in like a like a Pacific Rim style in like, in, like he's inside dome. the suit? I fucking <laughs> yeah. hope so. That makes it so much better, man. I hope so. I hope it's like some G Gundam shit. Oh my god." Yeah, and that's, I think, for people who played OG and then play Remake, I think that's a, like, hey, uh, just real quick, he's going to show up in this in this new timeline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, yes. yeah. We'll rip this band-aid very, now. Very, it's going to happen. I was holding my breath so I could see, I could see that character yeah. the entire time. Um, I'm going to get through these last two characters, because they don't do too much in OG, and then we'll talk about um, the main boss, and then we'll do gameplay, and then talk spoilers. Full spoilers, like anything you guys want to talk about. Uh, not that we haven't been talking about spoilers, but uh, Marlene, I, I felt it was important to add Marlene to this. Um, Marlene Barrett's four-year-old adopted daughter, she views Barrett as a real father, having no memories of her birth father dying. Uh, Barrett's old friend, Marlene's remarkably composed for a young child, and even occasionally runs Seventh Heaven by herself. I wanted to add Marlene after when we did Trophy Room's State of Play recap, me and Kev. Kyle mentioned something, and it kind of hit, and uh, I won't go too much since Frank hasn't, hasn't seen Advent Children. Marlene has some kind of connection mm-hmm. to the live stream, to the planet herself, and I don't... it I, I don't It's never hinted at OG. It's never even... It's like it's yeah, kind of something that, that happens with Advent Children, and you'll, you'll see when you watch the movie. It, um... There's some kind of connection there. Not like, and we never meet her mom, you know. <laughs> Nor do we ever meet Barrett's wife. Um, to be fair, but I, I, I doubt she's a cetera, But she, there's some kind of connection to the plant that she has. I, there's, 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 there's too like there's too much smoke there to not be anything. Like when, yeah, um, Aerith like touches her and she calms down and like it, and like she, Marlene like. I think it's much different than like Red 13's touch that mm-hmm. Eric did. Like it feels different. I don't know if it's different because Marlene's a human and like she can emote in a different way and maybe it's different. But I think if if it was the same, it would be identical and it's just not identical. Like Marlene has a different reaction to it. Like she feels like she just saw something and she has just this overwhelming trust and just like, all right, like we're good. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're good. And this and like another thing that I think about too is at the very end of remake when they're um doing like little cuts to what's happening in Midgar as our heroes are leaving Midgar, right? Um Marlene's in uh Eret's house and like 
it's almost like she hears like Barrett calling out to her, mm-hmm. you know, and like mm-hmm. I don't know if that's me reading to do too deep into it or or something, but like there's definitely threads that like something something deeper is with Marlene, absolutely, yeah. you yeah. know, and it's, of course in Avon Children too, but yeah, yeah, this to me feels like um, the vague touches of the force that we got with Leia. And like Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, like once you yeah. know that she's like Luke's sister and all this other stuff, like there was like little things that like, do you remember your birth? And like knowing what we know of like the lore they added after, you know, with like the prequels and stuff, you're like, oh shit, yeah, she's a force sensitive. Like, and that's yeah. something with Marlene. There's there's like little touches, and now that we've added stuff to remake and Advent Children, you're like, there's something there. Like something's clicking. I don't know. If she's a full Cetra or she's part Cetra or. I, something new that we haven't seen on this planet yet, but like there's some kind of weird connection. And when Kyle mentioned that in uh, in a, the state of play, I was like, oh yeah, I always forget about that. Like there, it, it's never harped around too much. Like it's like kind of quick, and you're like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. here's another Bahamut version. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the last, our last hero, I will mention before we get to the villain, Zach. Cloud's friend, Aerith's first love, and a cheerful fighter with the rank of soldier first class. Five years ago, Zack was gravely injured when trying to stop Sephiroth's rampage in Nibelheim. He and Cloud were later made test subjects by Hojo. He ultimately dies trying to escape back to Midgard. Um, so brief in OG, and so much expanded on in Crisis Core, Avon Children, and everything under the sun afterwards. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, he's like not even... Barely mentioned in in Final Fantasy OG. Yeah, like, you barely, can miss that cutscene too. If you don't yeah. go back in the library after you get your memories, yeah. you can miss it. I think I missed what you're talking about. With the cutscene I'm talking about. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's it's basically the ending of of uh, Crisis Core. So like it's it's just in the blocky style. So you see him go down. Uh, like if, oh, if you wait, go into no, a library, no, yeah, and, and you start reading yeah. stuff about Cloud and and Zach. He, it flashes like his memories where he's like all like conked out because of the Mako poisoning and yeah. they're in the, the truck and he's doing like the you know the, the whole sit up stuff yes. and yeah. he's like just mm. energetic and can't stop himself and they get, they get close to Midgard and they get both he gets shot down and then that's all you see but it's really it's really brief but you can miss it if you don't go back in the library right like yeah. much in that in that specific location. If you don't go back or you don't do everything in there, you miss a whole shitload of stuff. I love Zach. I love Zach. Um, and like I know we're on full spoiler tilt, but um, I was playing the demo for Rebirth, mm-hmm. and I was telling chat like, oh, like I'm not really feeling like Cloud's new Punisher like stance. Like I don't know, man. Like 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 it just. It just it just doesn't feel and then someone point out like hey like because that's not his punisher sense so I'm like ah I see what <laughs> you're know. saying because it is crisis core mm-hmm. like it is like oh okay yeah yeah there's yeah. that and then so I think I, I, thought, I tuned yeah. in where at one point where because I didn't want to watch too much I was like I was like hey I'm supporting yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be having the background I tuned in where you're like you and chat were trying to figure out which one of the two is actually cloud oh of the like, with the helmets yeah. yeah I was like oh that's I good guys. Yeah. I found him. You found him, yeah. I was like, oh I shit. I found him. I found him. I found him. We're good. We're it's good. Gonna be fun. And it's very clear in the in the demo. Like uh-huh. it, it, it becomes very clear after a while. Like, okay, yeah, like, like this is the soldier. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Which is it's, it's really cool, like it, that you th- A thought about it and then to seek it out and they kind of like the developers for Rebirth 
reward people who are looking for that, right? For people who've played OG. Yeah, like, you, one of them is Cloud. It's like, yeah, this one. <laughs> for those that don't know, like, you get like a little glimpse at one of their at one of like their necks if you like angle if you do the right angling on the camera and you can see cloud's hair like sticking this out. is i'm guessing this the... is the flashback right mm-hmm. yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the behind yeah, yeah. which is the demo for rebirth right now i mean tomorrow we get junon as yeah. of this recording and performance we get Junon. Load, yeah yeah cool. thank nice. god because you know that performance listen man yeah. <laughs> that performance was almost looking kind of rough. Let's not was know. it? Oh, no. That was like 16. Aliasing looks no. pretty bad. 16 it was, it was like their performance was kind of weird. Dude, it felt like on par. If not, it, yo, 16 was blurry. Like, yeah. let's just. It was very blurry. I thought it was weird when everyone said, like, playing graphics, and was like, but I have a PS5, and I want 60 frames per second. I played in performance, like, mm mm, nope. It felt like I had, like, three. I went three, like. Yeah. I had like three glasses in front of me. I can smear some gasoline <laughs> yeah, all over yeah. my screen. Yeah, hundred percent. I did perform it, and that's like theory. But yeah, no, it it it's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so you know what's funny? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's a lot better tomorrow. Yeah, with, I mean, with too. the with the with demo too. And I wonder if that update is gonna also be. It should right be with the first demo too. I would assume right? so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, all the same right? package yeah. continuation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it just update the demo. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot. We we skipped over him for somehow. I forgot because there's so many characters in this. Sid. I'm not even used to. Yeah, Sid, uh, former <laughs> yes. star pilot of the Shinra space program. Four years ago, he failed to launch a Shinra rocket number 26 with himself at the helm. Without any further opportunities for a space launch, Sid's craft rusted away at Rocket Town. After seeing how Cloud's party opposed Shinra, Sid decides to join them on their journey. I love that he's just like, fuck it, y'all crazy too, let's go. Um, <laughs> despite a foul mouth and violent tempers, Sid can be quite caring and he hates to see anyone treated unfairly. His former crew members adore him and call him Captain. What a fucking character. And my Oh god, I can't wait to Sid, see that story. Yeah, oh man. Yes. That, that story in Rebirth. Oh, Even the so brief good. glimpses, like when he's talking to Aerith and how kind he is to her, you know, it, like, oh, it hurts me. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. take you up on the ship. You know, I, was, oh. I love I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. He's kind of a, he's a, he's a, he's a fucking prick in, in, in the OG game. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, as much as, too. what's her name? Shira? Um, oh, what's, what's her name? Yeah, he's an absolute terrible person to her. I mean, yeah. given it's, it's more kind of like a, like your dad you you're helping your dad build a car kind of dynamic where it's just like <laughs> you fucking suck at this but yeah. uh, deep down inside Shara. i love you don't worry about it <laughs> yeah yeah he's such I, an asshole as much as i love asshole. how like as as much as i i love how like faithful remake is and what rebirth seems to be i think i think i think they could tweak that a little bit yeah you know like it's only 24 i, I don't think it's I gonna think, be I as think, rough <laughs> Yeah, like I think yeah. that they definitely should modernize that and not because yeah. it's it's like basically abusive. Yeah, yeah, it's like goddamn. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, so you know we could. Yeah, like, I'm sure he'll be a dick bit. and like call her like, "Oh, you're such a fucking idiot," like some shit like that. But like, <laughs> not go full full Sid. Don't yeah. go full. Sid. They do have this their way. moment in the game though, where like like the the oxygen take that she's like True. so fucking oh, uh, yeah. up on yeah. explodes, and he's like, "You were fucking right the whole time." God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, love now that. it's now we, because we didn't do your mistake. You're here saving me from your mistake. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Well, it's a good turnaround moment. Yeah. But I do love generally. He's just like y'all fucking crazy. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> call, I think call I think the first thing he calls uh, Cloud is shit for brains. Yeah. 
And I'm just, he's just like, shit for brains. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> constantly, constantly talking shit. And I love when Barrett yeah. has a chance to finally be leader of the whole team. He's like, and Sid. Sid's going to be leader. And Sid. He's got a goofy little walk, too. He's got like a... <laughs> He's got kind of like a beer belly walk almost yeah. where like his belly's out. He's just like kind of like waddling around and stuff like that. I love, uh-huh. dude, I love his scenes. They're so fucking good. Oh, let me, let me know if y'all felt this way too. Like, and I did more research on this and this seems to happen a lot where like in OG, I thought Sid was like 50. Like he's, an he's older, be older, like, you Definitely know what I'm saying? Older. Yeah. And then when I look at remake, I'm like, he looks like young. He's like, 32. Not like crazy. Like obviously older than Cloud and older than like, but like he looks more in line with like Barrett in terms of age. And I was like, yeah, I thought he was 50. Turns out in OG, he's 30. Yeah. That's like, interesting. And, like a, yeah. and it's like a very common thing in like Japanese, like portrayal, I guess for like, I don't know if, I don't know what exactly like gets lost in translation, but like the way we look at, <laughs> like yeah. the way we look at fifty year olds are like what they look at as like thirty year olds. And yeah, it's like, I, wait. Yeah. And yeah, there's not a lot of old well people in OG seven anyway. Yeah. Like the guy from uh, the guy from like Cosmo Canyon's old, obviously because he's Logan like Hagen. he's a look yeah, old, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like everyone, there's not a lot of old people in there. It makes me wonder if a lot of people live to see the, those ages in that in that universe. Yeah, Barrett is thirty five yeah. in Final Fantasy seven. I'm older than yeah, Barrett. He's old. I will be two years older than him tomorrow as of this Damn. recording. <laughs> you should chop off your arm and put a gun on yeah. it. <laughs> Which arm? But no, I like this one. I'll do this one. The left one's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, got, one. I got new I'll, tattoos on this one. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I would do left. Yeah. I would, I would probably do left. Uh, yeah, I could get I have, Kelsey to do another tattoo. <laughs> I, I, so I have questions for you guys because there is there is some stuff I still need to clarify yeah, here, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, uh, other than Sephiroth, yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, one of the one of the one of the things I found interesting, uh, the biggest things I found interesting, especially about Cloud, right? Because you like from the outside in, right? You you, I was telling Harv this the other day. A lot of people when they talk about Final Fantasy OG, they kind of stop at Aerith's death. They don't really talk about the other half of the game mm-hmm. about what, what what happens with Cloud and stuff like that. So all that stuff was kind of 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 a of a big surprise to me. So I just want to make sure I got this. So Cloud is is a soldier right mm-hmm. um he he's a big baby um he he's kind of he's kind of an asshole uh he he wants to impress tifa join soldier to impress tifa doesn't doesn't really make the cut right like kind of kind of a kind of embarrassed by the fact that he isn't really making it up to the to the world that he's trying to trying to do right mm-hmm. um all that stuff happens with with sephiroth and stuff like that um he gets incredibly lucky uh kills sephiroth yes or and then he passes out goes into a uh hojo basically gets him and zach they do experiments on them right he gets mako poisoning zach's telling him his story he's absorbing us through his brain damage tifa finds him right Mm -hmm. okay i'm glad i got that timeline down absolutely fucking insane how they did this story because on the outside in, at least in the OG version, there is some parts that do make it confusing for the viewer, unless you kind of, I guess, watch Advent Children and Crisis Core and all that other stuff. One of the things being is that they say that he is a clone of Sephiroth, which isn't true. It's no. a mistranslation. He's yeah, not a clone. He, he has yeah. cells that, like, he shares with Sephiroth. It's more of just, like, he... 
I, uh, someone someone described it as a kind of like holding stock in a way, right? There's the like he he has Genova cells, but he doesn't have it's not dominant enough, yeah. right? He, and because he, of that, Sephiroth, Sephiroth is the dominant. Manipulate, yeah. And yeah, anybody has a number, yeah. From yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is crazy because in this game you have Cloud, who is notoriously a character when I was growing up of just kind of like on status, just like the, the cool soul, sword fighter, the merc and stuff like that. Even when you play Final Fantasy VII Remake, he's very stoic, very like to himself, very deadly, right? Mm-hmm. It's very weird to see how much of an identity crisis the character has throughout this, right? Because he's technically th- four people almost. I, I think it's four people. I might be wrong on this, but four people. He is the memories of Zack, right? He, and that's where Aerith comes in, where he's like, I... I he, she obviously like has some kind of emotional attachment to Cloud very early on. You don't know why, because it's like it's kind of like a will they won't they between them and, and Tifa, right? And it's it's cool once you find that that twist out because she's like, oh, you're you're obviously like feeling the emotions towards the Zach part of him, right? The the parts that he absorbed. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Tifa part where she's like, you're my best friend. You have these memories from when you were a child, and then you're also fighting Sephiroth. You're also technically, technically, right? He's not a clone, but he's technically has the, the same Genova cells as Sephiroth. You're technically also a part of Sephiroth and, and the Ancients as well. So you're constantly having this battle of who am I, right? And then culminating in that final, like, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. This is what I'm fighting for, right? Which is so fucking cool for the character. I think that I, it's crazy that nobody ever talks about that. I give it, to, it gets a spoiler, but like nobody ever talks about the his big like kind of like identity crisis and stuff and redemption Mm -hmm. from that right because he comes from very like sad and very kind of wimpy beginnings Mm -hmm. for a character that's so stoic and strong right which is crazy the the 180 for that is kind of crazy right because you as a as a player are thinking this guy is like the shit right he comes in he comes off this train he's taking everybody out everybody's glazing him you know what i mean throughout the game and then you find out he's just a wimp like everybody else he just wants to be a number you know what i mean oh yeah, yeah. that's the fourth that's the fourth personality the hojo personality right mm-hmm. the 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 what number am i i need a number who am i what's my number you know yeah, what i mean that like, guy you're defective yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so he has four personalities i'm just like jesus christ kill piece it together buddy yeah, and it's kind of crazy when you see, like, when he finally pieces everything together, and he, and even, even the fact that him and Tifa are like, oh, we're really good friends. It was like, no, like he kept himself away from her because he was like, I'm better than everyone. Like he, he's kind of yeah. an asshole, like in that sense of like, oh, I'm so different, but I'm like, I'm cool and different, you know. Like he's trying to be like cool, but he's not. And then yeah, you you do have that Zach stuff, and then he has a he has that bond with Zach too. So it's not even unheard of that like the cells are kind of like absorbing Zach's memories. It's just like his brain is so mush after the experiments mm-hmm. with the Mako. Like he is just like, all right, I need to like fix. Like his brain's like in defense mode, right? So it's like, what what do I do? Like, well, I look up the Sephiroth, so I'm, I'll be stoic like him, and then I'll fight and be kind of cool like this this dude I met Zach. He's a little weird. But he was a soldier first class, and that's what I am. And he's like, no, you're not. You're a C class. And it's like, oh, I, I remember I was really good friends with Tifa. It was like, you've had really, you had interactions, and you you guys are friendly, but like now you're exaggerating everything. And when he finally comes together and he is himself, and we mentioned this earlier, like he's so fucking weird. He's so yeah. greatly weird, and he knows it, and he kind of owns it through the most of the, the rest of the game. 
especially when he, he finally fights Sephiroth at the very, very end, like within his mind, I, you would assume it's like kind of subject to, to, you know, your own personal views of, of how that fight is, very, or what the fight is, but yeah. Very Tyler Durden in a way. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Fight Club, very Fight Club, like kind of esque like, then that, that actually leads me into the, the next question I have oh, for yeah. you guys. Is the Sephiroth we see, I mean, uh, so Nibelheim Sephiroth dead, right? That guy lived, he died right mm-hmm. where i'm confused on is we see sephiroth throughout the the story we see a a translucent sephiroth throughout the story right and now that i've finished the game i'm wondering if that was even him in the first place or if it was just Genova assuming the body knowing that it would like hurt cloud in a way right because for the most part, other than up to where Aerith dies, right? What he's saying is the same stuff as like the the wisps, right? The other the other numbers. Like we need to what was it? Uh reunion. Yeah, right. Reunion, always yeah. talk about reunion. Always talk about reunion, right? It doesn't like it sounds like Sephiroth, but it sounds like it's Genova talking through Sephiroth because of the cells, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's even really Sephiroth to begin with, for the most part. Like with the ones the one we see, other than the one like that kills Aerith. Even then, I, I'm still kind of confused on if that's really Sephiroth or if it's, you know, it's it's the, so confusing. F- the funny thing is, is going through his his Final Fantasy Ultimania um, bio. It actually kind of gives some clarification on what what that is. So uh, I'll go through it real quick, and because it kind of answers the question, but also leaves some vagueness to it at the same time. So Sephiroth is the hero of Shinra, possessing abilities out uh, strap. No, it's not right. Even, <laughs> outstripping, it says here. Even those of a typical soldier first class. He was created as a child of Genova, an extraterrestrial life form that the Shinra company mistook for an ancient. Uh, five years ago, Sephiroth learned the secret of his birth during a mission to the town of Nibelheim and became an enemy of humanity. Although Cloud defeats him, Sephiroth's soul refuses to die. His plan is to restore his flesh by manipulating others who have been infused with Genova cells and sets his plans in motion to take over the world. So... I think it's also more clear in remake, and you'll see because you're in chapter three. You haven't met like the the neighbor that lives. Next oh yeah, to... the, the you do meet the neighbor. I think it's number 30, 39? 39 Yeah, 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 like something like that. Like, and I think it's almost like Sephiroth is like some kind of like D and D and D DM where he's just like, I'll just plant myself in this guy real quick and fuck around with yep. everybody and uh, peace out. Oh, Cloud's here. I'll just fuck with his mind mentally because he's not physically there. He can't manipulate f- someone physically to be there. And when you watch Avent Children, you'll see as well. There is there yeah. are some things that happen with certain three characters in Avent Children that you're like, oh, like now playing OG and remake and now these descriptions, you're like, he can, it seems like his power is like, he's definitely dead. And he's has some connection with the life force in it, connecting everyone and the Genova cells. He's like, I could kind of play puppeteer with everyone that has mm-hmm. these cells, so I could fuck with anybody. That's why he's able kind of to take over Cloud for some instances. And Cloud's like, I'm gonna kill this person. He's like, everyone's like, whoa, whoa what the fuck are you doing? Like, chill. <laughs> he's like, it's not that serious. He's like, no, 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 wait, what? And he's like, what, what just happened? He's like, no, no, don't, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. You know, like he's he's manipulating. He's like playing chess with everyone. In that sense, and that's I think where also the the term of him saying you're just a clone, he's just fucking with Cloud, and he constantly says yeah. that too. There's a line in Advent Children with that. Yeah, that's where it gets. That's where I, that's where that's just where I get confused because I'm like, are you Genova? Is this Genova talking through you, or it's like because like 
the way someone described it was like he has Genova cells in him and that his that's what awakens once he like finds out the truth right like oh that's what becomes dominant and that's what like it's Genova being like now we got to destroy the world yeah. right like I'm using you as my vessel um which he, he eventually technically becomes at the end of the game if you see like the the crazy one wing coming out he looks mm-hmm. just like Genova but like that's true. in his own form I forget what that's called like save Sephiroth or some shit like that mm-hmm. Fuck that fight, man. <laughs> that, 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 I went back into that fight. Dude, crazy, crazy fight. What, what, Got his ass whooped, though. Uh, Kevin Hart, would you guys agree with that? With kind of like, it's, it's so, this is where Nomura gets Nomura. You know, this is where, where it like, gets there's a confusing. lot of like crazy shit happens. Like, would you guys agree with Sephiroth's depiction? Like, he kind of like is playing chess with everyone in a physical manifestation of it. Like, he just takes over your body, fucks with somebody, and then pieces out. Go ahead, Carl. I, I do. Yeah. So I, I do agree that he is like his physical physical essence is dead. Like he's yeah. not there, but he is being through the Genova cells. He is trying to go through everybody and trying to get that black materia, right? That's the whole point, right? Is for him to get bring that to a particular place. So him using Cloud as as a puppet or using who he can as a puppet, yeah, it, it makes sense that he is trying to facilitate something to get the black materia to to the spot that he wants. So yeah, I, I think I think his 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 being, like his actual like physical being is gone, but he lives through that and uses Genova in a way to to move the pieces around. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. the Genova cells. Because I thought there was a part in OG when um, a Sephiroth body gets cut from like a tree. Sap? Maybe. Right? Oh yeah, in the northern crater, oh. like is, that's where his body Isn't is. Like, the, is, is it he's trying to like Antarctica? he's trying to reform his body there? He's in like a fucking yeah. bubble. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and I thought that was like the real Sephiroth. That's technically the, yeah. you know, that's well, that's, the corpse. That's, that, yeah. is, that, that is the corpse of Sephiroth. So that's why they need the black bacteria and bring it there so they can ah, re, reanimate right. okay. his hit. Like he can, he can come it, back it. again in a way. Then he yeah. can summon Meteor. And then, oh, okay. and then yeah. what he wants to do is go to a different place, like kind of do what Genova did. And like, yeah, because the, the way that, the way they depicted in the game is kind of confusing because he, he shows up, but he's always like translucent. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like it's he's almost like ghostly, and then the stuff with Aerith hat. That's where kind of, that's where I get kind of confused too, because I'm like, where did you get this physical body? If how are you able to do this? How, wait, how is wait this possible? You watch Evan, children. Yeah, and, <laughs> it kind of makes more sense. Why, why do you immediately go back to being translucent again or afterward? He's like, OP, what dude. is going on? You know? he's, level, yeah. he's level 99. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but that's all characters. I, I mean, and this is a dense version of our character breakdown for Final Fantasy VII because this is the most that we've had characters and like discussion points for Final Fantasy yet. I think six will probably be a long one as well. It's a juicy I, game. Very yeah, juicy I, haven't, game. I haven't played six yet, but I know it's history among Final Fantasy fans. I know that's a that's also a dense game that we'll talk about. But quickly, uh, I'll go through gameplay. Uh, we'll talk about some like of our little like little Easter eggs that we like throughout the game. If, if anyone wants to talk about any of a specific moment and then I'll go through development notes and then we'll talk about the PC port in final fantasy 14 and we'll end the show, but gameplay it's super quick. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> gameplay yeah. is a departure of the previous entries in the series in many ways, though it retains the active time battle system. Final fantasy seven features a three party member uh, system rather than four. The material system allows the players to customize each member's abilities to their liking instead of having certain characters play specific roles and the limit system grants them unique skills. 
Though mini games have been a recurring feature in Final Fantasy VII, introduces numerous new ones, many of them playable in the theme park of the Gold Saucer, varying from racing with chocobos to snowboarding. Um, I, I only have one note story-wise, and it's not even like a story thing because we've touched upon like a lot of stuff I wanted to specifically speak about without going into Advent Children and Remake. Uh, there's this one cute little moment with Red 13 I wanted to talk about in Coast of the Soul. Where he his mm. nose gets dry, he's just very dog like mm. in this moment. <laughs> like I have pets, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's like a very much like a, just an animal, just like oh, my nose is dry, and like I don't know why, but my tail keeps playing with these kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he was pushing the ball back. <laughs> yeah, at him. I don't know. Yeah. Why. It's so cute to me. Yeah. Uh, anyone have any moments they wanted to touch upon before we get through development notes? There's a guy in. Um, this is obviously only on, on, on echo less right mm-hmm. but there when you get to this uh the city of uh gongaga he says he the way he i didn't know how to say it so i talked to this guy and he's like welcome to gongaga and i'm like i couldn't stop fucking saying it throughout the game i'm like i go back to gongaga <laughs> it's like some hillbilly ass way That's a fucking i can't wait amazing. i can't wait to go there in, in rebirth it's gonna be so funny hell yeah hell yeah um in terms of gameplay i really have just like a lot to say about like the remake i mean i'll just say it straight up like i think the remake gameplay system is my favorite combat system yeah of any game period 100%. like I, I just love the the way like they made the active um not, not like that, but like the more like um hack and slash combat feels so good across all these different characters even barrett too like when you're just shooting like the way that feels good i like now when i like now in rebirth where we're going to be able to actually target instead of just mm-hmm. hope that oh, barrett god. is aiming at something but whatever, yeah, oh, i pray to god he is yeah. but i just love this in between of like being able to slow down like really snails crawl right mm-hmm. and pick your commands and i can link up other ones where i know that you know i'm gonna pop tifa's star shower or star show star shower yeah i use that so star often shower, yeah. right I yeah. Think star shower. yeah and like that'll up the stagger and i'm gonna do you know uh uh clouds move this so like i just love the way you can be so tactical in the remake combat while it is so quick and so flashy and so fun and like i think it's the perfect system yeah and like I love 16. I love 16. I would have loved if six. I would have loved if I would love like if the remake combat system would be like the main feeling combat system going forward. Honestly, I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that, you know, but similar to, to 16. Yeah, I think we, we talked about things. Episode, uh, not episode three. Final Fantasy three is the one that first introduced the active time battle system. Correct. I think. And from there on, when they describe it in 3, when I was talking about in developer notes, they wanted something that wasn't just you waiting. Uh, back mm-hmm. in the day, like in, in like 89, 90, they didn't want you just sitting there waiting. They wanted to mimic how like it would be in a fight, and this is the closest thing they came to it. I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is the closest to what they described in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 3. Like, of what they thought about what the active time battle system was going to be. I think that's the closest thing we've gotten to, like, their true vision of it. It took... 30 years. The, fact, the fact that you could attack and do damage and then do these big bursts of damage with mm-hmm. your with your ATB bars is just the perfect kind of mix yeah, that you can have perfect. for with both. Yeah, you're constantly I, doing I, something. You're moving, you know, you're doing Yeah. I want to do a shout out. I want to do one shout out mm-hmm. to the materia system. One of the best oh, yeah. systems in any Final Fantasy Easy. ever. Easy. 
is a materia system. Yeah, the I way love, you I can love junction materia the materia system. systems together, the way like the depending on what bangles you use. Uh-huh. So it's fucking good. Growth so rate good. on like certain weapons, you know what I mean? There's there's actual like uh risk reward with certain weapon types too, because some mm-hmm. of them don't let you use materia in them, but they yeah, will give you bat. like a giant like stat increase, right? Yeah. What do you think about the um, insane insanely fucking fun to f- mess with you know what i mean especially like stuff like uh i used comet a lot and then i had like comet with like uh, a materia that would make it like it would use more uh mp but it would give you more damage right and it made the fights you know a lot easier the like it, it, this is a this is a trend i would say starting from final fantasy five maybe even four i have to re- go back and remember but at some point the series just says fuck levels it doesn't matter what matters is your job <laughs> or your materia. That's it. It really does. Your levels do not matter anymore. They, yeah, they tend to do that. They, they do it more than I think. Like they do it yeah. more than I think about it now. Yeah, in, in Final Fantasy games. Yeah, you think it's just argue... three and eight, but <laughs> no, <it's Yeah>. more. <laughs> and I will argue Final Fantasy VII. Honestly, out of the out of all of I played, surprisingly easy. Um, <laughs> I don't think I died a lot. Like for for a game where like because you we playing the pixel remasters we had these cool like okay you have quick saves you have auto saves you know what i mean <laughs> you get fucked on a battle you know what i mean you just reload your save and you're right there this game you, sometimes you don't get get a save for a good hour and you're you're going through some boss battles and it gets the ball hole gets a little clenched because you're like <laughs> yeah. if i die here yeah. i gotta go back in another, another hour well, uh, i'm not doing that again but surprisingly not a lot of deaths i mean the only time i ever really had the whole hour thing was like at the end of the game where like you go into the cave and they give you like one save point you can put anywhere you want i put it a little too early and i got fucked by the end of the game so like i got a chance to go back and do that but overall i mean like the the ultima strat still works right Mm -hmm. where if as long as you get ultima just spam ultima line everything and it just kills everything (laughs) yeah it's the best or knights of the round and you can get it twice if you get the master summon and you max it out, and, yeah, you max it out. If you get the master summon, you get that. And then if you use uh, mimic, because I did this mm-hmm. with the fight with Sephiroth, so Tifa had Knights of the Round proper, Cloud had master summon materia, and then I just used Barrett with mimic. And so all yeah. three of them were just doing Knights of the Round right after another, right after another. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I love this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking yeah. great. Um, two things I wanted I put notes in but it, because of how long between playthroughs of this game I've had I did not remember the rogue guys at all in, in OG so like I always oh, thought the Tonberries? No, 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 not Tonberries. No, I'm talking about like the guys who are asking for a reunion. Oh, so like when I remember yeah, playing reunion. Remake, I was like, what the fuck is this about? Like, I don't remember this. And like playing OG, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They are in this. Uh, and Cloud, the amount that he talks mm-hmm. in my head when I was a kid, I swore to God he was a silent protagonist. Yeah, like in yeah, my he head, I sw- he talks a <laughs> fucking lot. Yeah, he does. He He's does. a dick. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is a big yeah. talker compared to a lot of other protagonists. Yeah, you're like, the day the day talks a lot too. Uh, yeah, Squall fair. barely talks. That guy that guy doesn't talk at all. Yeah. Uh, so like it's one of those things. Yeah, I think I, I must have played them touch. too. Yeah. I've I, we we have to know the third. We know the name of the third game, right? Or we don't yet. We don't, but I'm assuming it's reunion. We don't know it. Yeah, we're assuming it's reunion. But they were the use reunion guys. They were the use for Crisis Core. Oh yeah, Core uh, reunion, yeah. Core yeah, yeah. Five Seven reunion, like so. I don't think it's gonna be reunion. It could be as much as like that. Like flow's good. 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely gonna, re, definitely gonna be re something. Revenge. Yeah. Because yeah. after what happens at the end of this game, people are gonna be fucking pissed yeah. off. Right. Final Fantasy Seven Recore. Recore, Recore. Yeah, there we go. Oh my god. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Oh my god. We'll see. But yeah. We'll see. So we'll touch about some really cool development notes I wrote down here. I, I kind of picked apart uh, from uh, Final Fantasy Fandom. Uh, it's an awesome website. You should check them out. They have a lot. Like they go super in depth with Seven too. Uh, but Xenogears started out as an early concept conceived by Tetsuya Takahashi and Kari Tanaka for Square's Final Fantasy VII at the time. The company deemed it too dark and complicated for a fantasy game, but uh, Takahashi was allowed to develop it as a separate Excuse project. Me. So yeah, Xenogears came out as a... It was going to be Final Fantasy VII. They were like, nah, too dark. It's too complicated. Was like, dark right. in comparison to Final Fantasy VII? VII yeah. Now, it's been a, it's been a very long time since I played Xenogears, but I'm like I don't you can. But Final Fantasy VII is pretty fucking dark. Yeah, the only thing I can think like, of is the fact that they're basically Gundams at one point. Oh yeah, oh. that's it. Um, planning sessions for Final Fantasy VII began in 1994 after the release of Final Fantasy VI. At the time, Final Fantasy VII was planned to be another 2D project for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. According to Tetsuya Nomura, the series creator, Hobonori Sakaguchi originally wanted to do a detective story, with the first part involving a hot-blooded character named Detective Joe in pursuit of characters after they had blown up the city of Midgard. Many staff members chose instead to work on Chrono Trigger and development was halted. Later on, Sakaguchi came up with a story that took place in modern New York in the year 1999. Let's see if, any, if it starts stoking any fly, uh, brain flyers for anybody. Several of the staff were working on parallel with uh, Chrono Trigger at the time, and development for Final Fantasy VII was, as I mentioned, interrupted uh, when other projects became significant enough to require the help of director uh, Katase and other designers. Some of the ideas originally considered for Seven ended up in Chrono Trigger proper, and other ideas such as New York setting and the sorceress character Edna were kept unused until later projects, Parasite Eve and Final Fantasy VIII, respectively. Parasite Eve's a good game. Parasite Eve is a great game. <laughs> yes. And that's that ni- 1999. Clearly the turn of the millennium that happens. That's a, a 1999, yeah. So a lot of that was, was moving, like, got moved on to that. Uh, series creator Hibinoru Sakaguchi was noted as game's central theme of life, dating back to when his mother passed away. While he was working on Final Fantasy 3. Um, and then this says right here, it's uncertain what they mean, the American 3, or which is Final Fantasy 6, or the actual Final Fantasy 3. Uh, but after which he always wanted to explore the theme of life in a mathematical, log- logical way to overcome the mental shock of it. And that's mm-hmm. where we got the theme for 7. Uh, development on 7 resumed in late 1995. It required the efforts of approximately 120 artists and programmers using Power Animator Soft Image 3D software. This was the largest game development team at the time, including Japanese CG artists working on alongside Hollywood CG visual effects artists. Final Fantasy VII was the most expensive video game of its time, with a production budget around forty-five million U.S. Five million dollars, <laughs> and yes. it's evident too when you play it. Just the amount of like mini games, the amount oh, of yeah. like cutscenes, the amount of it is cinematic pieces is absolutely insane how much value you you must have gotten out of this game back in the day it's crazy 45 million is like people's like uh marketing budget now. what is that yeah what is that's that a, in that's inflation? a budget for rebirth oh i'm looking God. at it right what now year Please, was this? Yeah. uh I'm 97 right it would have been or 96 95 you could say because that's when development okay was. so wait no 45 i need 45 million hold on 45 
That's going to be holy. Is that real? Yeah. Holy shit. 86. 86. Almost double. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That's like an indie. You know? Yeah, that's literally just like an indie game. That's a that's a double A indie, you know, that you kickstarted. Yeah. That's like that's like like the budget of like probably like that Prince Prince of Persia game that came out this year or something like that. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a two D side scroller. Yeah. That's the budget of Madam Web. <laughs> oh, damn. oh, that's a good one. It's very topical. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, yeah. The original script for Final Fantasy VII, written by Sakaguchi, was rather different from the finished project. Sakaguchi wanted to craft a story that told of how someone having passed away, as I mentioned, uh, does not mean they are gone, and to show a realistic death rather than the Hollywood sacrificial death that previous games in the series had done. Those desires developed into the live stream and the game's iconic death scene, whose subject subsequently remains a part of the cast's lives. Uh, the series' longtime character designer, Yoshitaka Amano, was in the process of opening up art exhibits in uh, New York and France at the time and was unable to be involved in the previous titles, as, as evolved, I'm sorry, as previous titles. Nomura was instead chosen to draw the character designs by Sakaguchi. Um, Amano did work... I. Usually I would talk about Amano in the beginning, but since he didn't do much other than the, the title logo. Um, I think this is, I think moving on, he just works on the title logos, which is a very nice. important, but like, yeah, you uh, can tell too, because like, on oh, character design. Yeah. I, I feel like even the logo for Final Fantasy seven, I don't know if it was made by Amano, the actual like logo itself, just the meteor. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Amano's work is a very, very detailed Right, if you look at like a lot of the other ones that, yeah. that are for, for the it's so simplistic uh, at the same time, but at the same time, yeah, in one image can tell you what the game is. It's very surprising. Like I'm thinking, for instance, Final Fantasy 15, like seeing like Luna Freya and Noctis, you're like, yep. oh, okay, and then yeah, an right. ending on that is like, oh, oh shit, right. that's one of the cool. That's one of the coolest things that they run in that where where they add the second part to it, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fucking yeah, cool, dude. dude. That's that actually was, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mono's it does really good with that. Yeah, that's I, I, interesting. I didn't find any is the Phoenix, right? Hold on. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the Phoenix and Ifrit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a, almost like a yin yang kind of thing, yeah. which kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he yeah. do the Does he do the art for the uh, for the fourteen uh, expansions? Yeah, those are does. pretty fucking elaborate as well. Those are so fucking good. The fourteen expansion ones are amazing. Can you imagine you just give him like, yo, here's like uh, like a couple like 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 thirty pages of what the story is. All right, cool. Come up with an image. All right, yeah, here you go. You're done. All right, I'm out. I'm gonna yeah. go do this thing over here. All right, all right thank you. <laughs> all right, you're the goat. I know. <laughs> he just walks away. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, he it did... reminds me a lot of like Shinkawa's art from Metal Gear mm, uh, yes. at Kojima Studios. Uh, Again, there's that, that like, correlation, right, of the early think... PlayStation. Like they're just like kind of rising up together, right? Like these two companies, these two visionaries, these two like art teams. Like they're just kind of rising up. There is some in the Ultimania book. Um, there is some art that Amano did. I think later on, probably when he's fucking off, he's like in London, just like oh, well, I'll just draw. And he's like, he so he has, he, yeah, he has art of like Aerith and Cloud and Tifa, but they like don't really capture. They they have their designs and all, but they don't really capture what we get with Nomura. So it is that disconnect. They're cool. I mean, they, his art's amazing. So there is that, but it, it's like it's it's interesting to see. 
the final uh, little development thing I had here. As a result, the high quality of memory storage required to implement the motion data for characters, only the CD-ROM format would be able to suit the project's needs. Nintendo, for whom Square had developed all previous titles in the Final Fantasy series, had decided to continue using cartridges for its upcoming Nintendo 64 console, which led to a dispute that resulted in Square ending its long relationship with Nintendo. Square announced on January 12, 1996, it would be developing Final Fantasy VII for the Sony's PlayStation platform. This was the domino, man. This was the domino. Was. Nintendo yeah, fucked themselves so hard on, on at, at that yep. moment. That and the they, PlayStation they, they itself. They fucked over Panasonic. Yeah. They fucked over the Sony? Uh, Square, Sony. I think this was the moment. Like, was was this the one where they had the PlayStation and the Nintendo console that was together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the original PlayStation. Yeah, yep. because of this, they're just or this was a byproduct of it. They're like, well, PlayStation Mate is putting discs. We're gonna have to just go with that because discs have a, a, a you know, they have more space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember what say. the what the reasoning behind going straight cartridges were. I think it was like a cost thing. They were just like they didn't want to give as much money to Sony at the time as as they did, but I could be wrong on that. I think it was a proprietary thing too, right? Yeah, because like, those black discs it. were like one hundred percent Sony. They had to god through Sony, kind of mm-hmm. like how when Blu-ray was first introduced. Remember how there was like a big war between that a little bit? Oh yeah, it's like yeah, or you had HD to like DVDs, the Xbox. You got to pay royalties to the original, the the people making the media, and Sony owns Blu-ray, so yeah. I mean, they, people that. still. I'm pretty sure people still play royalty to them, but it's just yeah. it's just ubiquitous now at this point. Yeah, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, so my favorite segment, Kevin, you ever witnessed this? But uh, Harv and Frank have played a little game called Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> all the way to okay. pretty yeah. much. You guys are caught up with most of the stuff, right? Like you guys yeah, have except for the recent right? patches. Except for the yeah. recent patches. So. Amazingly, Kev, I haven't played 14. 14 is jam-packed with lore from every other Final Fantasy game. Uh, what? Yeah, really? yeah. Like, oh, it's, like it's insane. Think, think like Disney theme park almost, but like Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy. in an, MM, yeah. wait, in an MMO, like right? Canon? Like, wait, 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 wait. Is it like it's, canon? No, it's not canon. No. no okay. I, I, the only thing canon in there is the near ending. Which yeah, is apparently, insane. Apparently I gotta look that up. It's canon. Yeah, near Automata. Yeah. This is yeah. a near collaboration. <laughs> but other than that, no. Everything I is just like a, a nod yeah, and a three, hint. There's three raids in, in Final Fantasy XIV that are directly near Automata, and apparently the ending of it is canon to mm-hmm. and it works the actual too. game. I gotta watch that. Yeah, later. As someone so, who's played near Automata, I can confirm that yeah. it works. Yeah. yeah. So Harv, let's okay. Uh, as my a person, okay. So to to put it like. We've played this game a little bit. I have about 7,300 hours into this game. <laughs> I do want to say, just, <laughs> just really quick, just really quick. Harv helped a friend of mine. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I said, when I sent you this stuff for, yeah, I am, I am yeah. very extended. Yeah, you know, really? I have ex- extended yes. knowledge on Final Fantasy. I've seen the, I, I've seen the extended knowledge, yes. And I thank you for that, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We have a little bit of a list here. So uh, in Final Fantasy XIV, there's Biggs, Wedge, and Jesse. They're both, mm-hmm. all three of them are in the game. They're part of the Garland Ironworks. So they kind of help sit around doing stuff, and they're just kind of around. Um, yeah, yeah, Biggs is this like, giant Rogadin. I think Wedge is just a little like Lollafell. Uh, yeah, Lollafell, yeah. Uh, do we have a Jesse? I don't yeah, remember being in there too. I forgot I forgot where, where she is, but she's in there. They don't really so ever a... show her when, when she's with uh, Sid. When, yeah. when they're with Sid. It's usually just Biggs and Wedge. So we have uh, the primal King Thoradin, and his one of his final moves is Knights of the Round. 
And <laughs> each hit for Knights of the Round is exactly the same hit that it is in Final Fantasy VII. The same, so the same order. Yeah, oh, same okay. order of the knights that, that, that go around. Uh, and then the final attack, ultimate end, is the screen shattering, which is the same thing in Final Fantasy VII as well. Yeah. Um, the next one is the city of Amarat is similar to the city of the ancients, which is just pretty much a, a race of ancients being pretty much annihilated. Mm-hmm. Um, Sephiroth's story there. is actually very similar to Emmett's in a, yeah, in a way. Very similar. Very yeah. similar to Emmett's. Uh, Emmett Selk reveals <laughs> that, uh, that his true identity is Hades. Which yes, right? It, it, which is a summon. It is yeah. a summon in the game. Which is a summon. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. Um. So the final boss. Okay, so this this is this is such an interesting one when I read this because it makes sense. The final boss of Endwalker is Zenos, which is engaged in a one-on-one battle. Yeah, and it is a like a complete nod to the, when they're at the edge of creation and they fight each other one-on-one mm-hmm. and this yeah. is just pretty oh, much on the edge of creation because you have the edge fight. of the universe yeah. and you're having a one-on-one fight with them Jesus. and it's great it's so good it's so good um, shout out to xenos best character ever yeah xenos what, what a great character the ultimate weapon represents the ultimate weapon from final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. which one sephiroth uh awakens the first boss of the alabigo dungeon is the straight rip or not rip, I guess the street. They just took it out of Final Fantasy VII, the Scorpion, and they just put it into fourteen. Mm-hmm. Like it's oh, the exact same thing. Yep. It does like the exact same moves almost as is well. Is it a robot it's, as well? Yeah, it's a robot. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Like, like it's, it's a little it's, dwarven. It's, it's, it's literally dwarven. called Guard Scorpion. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just yeah, it's, it's, it's that one. Yeah. Um, the next one is yeah. So Shadowbringers also has four Ultima weapons, which is Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, and Diamond, and they were first introduced. All four of them were introduced in Final Fantasy VII. Um, and then there's various limit breaks in Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Braver, Healing Wind, Breath of Fire, Final Heaven, Pulse, uh, Pulse of Life. They're all mostly from Final Fantasy Ooh, VII shit. that they've taken. Um, the Materia system is in Final Fantasy XIV as well. Um, you use Materia to augment your, your armor and your weapons and stuff like that. So they've taken that. Make a ton of money off of that. <laughs> yeah, make a lot of money off of that, yeah. Uh, and then the other one is um, what the there's an achievement for for killing Sephiroth, which is a boss, yeah, uh, on the extreme, and it's called Veni Veni Venius, which is a line from One Winged Angel. No, <laughs> mm, holy shit, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. You do uh, also. You do also. If you was it subscribed like 120 days or something like that, or 60 days, you get clouds out of and children. Yeah, you outfit. get his whole outfit. Yeah, you get his entire Ooh. outfit. Uh, That's sick as fuck. Pre or post, what happens at the end of that movie? Like, does he have the arm sleeve? He has the oh, arm sleeve. Yeah, okay. the one glove. The one glove. I was like, I'm not trying to like. Spoil. Okay, there, there's a spoiler. Cool. I was like, oh, I was like, um, um, that's interesting. That's also this is this is why this is my favorite segment it was because I remember you guys talking about again. Uh, just since Kev is new to the show, when we were talking about like. Final Fantasy and Progress when you guys were doing that on Pip, like you guys kept mentioning like how much like Yoshi P loves Final Fantasy and then it shows with like sixteen, but like I didn't know how fucking in depth this dude was, man. The fact that yeah. every Final Fantasy is represented in one way, shape, or form in this fucking gigantic game. They they is set entire yeah, they say they they set entire raid tiers to like final different Final Fantasies. So like one of the Omega tiers is pretty much Final Fantasy four. Oh no, sorry, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy six. So you fight bosses from Final Fantasy VI, like the Doom Train, 
you fight Chatternook, you you fight Kefka. You, you like there's just a bunch of stuff that that, that they take so from there. Fucking cool. Yeah, Yo, I like didn't the, know any of that. Yeah, like one of the raids is insane. One of the raids is literally just the World of Darkness stuff from Final Fantasy three. Yeah, watch, so you're fighting yeah. all the bosses from it, and then even like you get to the final boss, and it's the World of Darkness, just like how it was in the final boss of that game. It's so good. Yeah, it's like how you're you're going up Crystal Tower. Uh, it's the same boss as Crystal Tower. The yeah. exact same boss. When we started doing this segment for Chaos Bringers, I was like, holy shit. I, I look forward to it. Like, no lie. Like, every episode, I'm like, oh my god, what, what is so it 14? What so is it 14 that's been translated? Also, if you uh, if you want to spend some money you, in the cash shop, you can get Cloud's... Uh, yes. His bike. Fenrir. Get yeah, the Fenrir. You can... It's a mount. It's a mount. Thing to it he, bought that for, bought that, he bought that for me for Christmas one year, and honestly... It's a, it's a little cheating because for some reason it's it it's a faster fast mount than every other mount in the game. Yeah, it makes zero yeah. sense why that one is faster. So, <laughs> Only by like a little constantly bit, but it's still using faster. It. When we were playing Endwalker, just so we can get to areas faster, we would all just use Fenrir. Yeah. It's like a motorcycle game. It's like Sons of Anarchy. Yep. just going across the plane. Jesus, that's awesome. And uh, before we uh, wrap up this episode, uh, I wanted to touch on one little infamous thing. So Final Fantasy VII was one of the first games to be ported to PC back in the day. Mm. And it is infamous for being one of the worst PC ports. Funny Not enough, Harv has played this port I when he was a child. Can you give us a quick little summary of how bad it is? Was it was that your first? You said your brother had it. He had it for PlayStation? Or no, for we, I played it on PC. That's where I first played it. He, was on PC. he did as well? Yeah, he, he bought it on PC and then he <laughs> bought it on PlayStation because he's like, that's just, that's just, that's just half the time. Okay, we had this fun glitch that happened where we had Knights of the Round in the first disc. Jesus. Oh, shit. Can you imagine so, just fucking everybody up with that? Because like, like, we're just like, what, what is this? What is this? Like, why do we have this in our, like, why is this part of our inventory, this material? Like, what, why is it there? <laughs> that's that's and then we use it and we're like. Why? What the fuck is this? And then we started the game. Then we started the game over. We didn't have it, and then we figured out that it was a glitch. So like, you would have items that you just weren't supposed no. to have, uh, like at the start of the game. Like you, like somehow you would have Omni Slash in the second disc. And you're like, yeah. what? How does that make any sense? The PC uh, version is insanely broken. Yeah, insanely sure. broken. Didn't look great either. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks terrible. As much as, much as uh, I mean, given uh, it's how old is the software? Like. They haven't really updated it. They, they, it says remastered. If you like some, if you buy some of the the versions on the PC, it'll say like uh, Final Fantasy VII remastered. But like, it's not remastered. It's not oh, remastered I'm talking. Well, that's the thing. I'm talking about like when Idos. Yeah, yeah we like game. yeah. Oh, Eidos, no Eidos connection. When you open it up and everything. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no connection too. This is the Idos that wasn't bought by Square at the time. It was literally yeah. just Idos being like, yeah. yeah, sure, we'll help you out, and it's. It was so bad. I think they from then on they were like, "No, we'll make sure the PC port's good." I mean, spoiler alert: the Final Fantasy VIII PC port wasn't great either. So, like, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. And that was also yeah. made by Ido. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, uh, like you have to log in for it, right? Like, if you let's say you buy Final Fantasy VII right now, it's usually like five bucks, right? Yeah. Uh, depending on where you buy it, but you have to log in. You have to create a Square account. Which, if you ever went to the Square website and tried to create an account for Final Fantasy XIV, you know how fucking terrible that is. It's like pulling teeth. They are incentivizing uh, you not to spend money. That's how bad that website is. 
-hmm. It's terrible. You have to log into that website. You open the game. If you have anything above maybe like a 720p monitor, it's just going to break right there. It looks terrible. It's all squished. Everything's all messed up. Uh, the button, the it doesn't really pick up an Xbox controller very well. Uh, the buttons are swapped. Um, the music sounds crunchy and terrible. Uh, Harv knows now at this point it's very glitchy as well. Um, it's just a mess. It, I, it's one of those times where I'm like, you, you know how people go like, well, you know, a rem like, why do you really re need a remake when the game is out, right? This is like perfection, right? The remake needed to happen, honestly, because yeah. like there is no good way to play Final Fantasy VII unless you're on PC and play through Seventh Heaven, which it, it, it just plays from what I know, just like the PlayStation One version of the game. Yeah, your brain would yeah, obviously better. The time practice. I spent with that was was, was very satisfying. I I didn't mind going to PlayStation like the PlayStation version of it. There were like the boosts like we've talked about with the like pixel remasters, not yeah. too intensely. I wish it was like the pixel remaster ones. Those boosts are literally perfect. Because you could like slow down your progression experience wise, you could up it real fast. You could up your gill and stuff. This was just like, hey, you have limit breaks at all times, and you don't lose health unless like you get hit more than your health. I'm like, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, one last thing I did want to bring up before we close: um, how we feel about Ever Crisis. You know, I haven't tried it out yet. Oh, it's on PC now. Isn't oh yeah, it's the like, right. Like compilation, no, basically. no, yeah. that's oh. that's the first soldier. Mm -hmm. oh, this, is, yeah. this is this is like a, a recap of all the entire game, right? Of like, Ever Crisis, but, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like a more like traditional, like, what would it be like if they actually took the original Final Fantasy and remade it in that same yeah. style, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's some tweaks to like combat as well that make it more like remake, but um, it includes all of Final Fantasy 7, so like. Dirge of Cerberus is, is going to get its own arc in it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Crisis Core. Avent Children is going to be playable in it, too. So, like, it's a very interesting project. I don't think it's even close to being done, really. Like, I think they're just yeah. rolling out Final Fantasy VII, like, core stuff. But I was curious if, like, we had the temperature on that. Because I would like to play that. I would, I would like to try it. And, like, I was only hesitant. Sure, my only hesitation with it was because of Cam's preview of it for IGN. Mm -hmm. uh, when when he got to preview it, I was like, when I heard like how and knowing that he's he's such a like not necessarily Final Fantasy fan, but like like an RPG fan, I was like, Ooh, I don't know, yeah. Man. Um, but yeah, it does like it encapsulate everything. It has like the it, they make like a mobile. There was a mobile game back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember for like flip phones, uh, whatever Nokia one. Engage the engage. No, 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 no. Like actual oh. like yeah, it was like um you would play as a Turk, and it was like oh. took place before yeah. Final Fantasy Seven and before Crisis, up. right? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, before, crisis. before crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and there, that was a mobile game. They've adapted that story to Ever Crisis. It's free. I don't know how you get more stuff. Matter of fact, fuck it. I'll just download it right now. Oh, it's free. I thought it was paid. No, My no. Ever gotcha. Crisis. Uh, Ever Crisis is free, but it's got a gotcha system for skins. Gotcha. Ugh. For wait for for what for, for skins. skins skins for characters. Oh, skins. So like, yeah, if you want to play you can, as you can Cowgirl like, Tifa. Yeah, you can get like Aerith, like old costume, mm. new costume, and stuff. Oh, like it is that. free. And, yeah. yeah, but there is some it's story free to play, stuff as but, well, right? Like there's um, yeah, it goes through the first soldier game. Like, as goes, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes through all that stuff. But the thing is, if you want skins and like some skills or something like that, it's like a gotcha game in that aspect. 
I don't mind. I'll just keep everyone's stock. It's fine. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I haven't heard of it before now, so I might go check it out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was announced, I think, a year ago. I mm-hmm. want to say, like a year and a half ago or something was, like that. Maybe that two. Announcement Maybe two with, years. Uh, I think it was the same announcement as Rebirth. Yeah, because I think we saw. Rebirth. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that state of play we saw like this, and we're like, oh shit, it's coming. And it was like, no, nah, though, like, though oh. the one on my shit. I think that was one of my birthday. Oh yeah, no, it, it was. wasn't my birthday. Yeah. yeah, it was my birthday one. Yeah, yeah no, that yeah. one was fucking crazy. Yeah, Frank, if you wild. if you want like IGN, like Cam, as we mentioned before, Cam Hawkins, he has a, a good preview. I believe he did for IGN. It, it's that's the only thing that worried me, but the fact it's free, like I I'm willing to try it and see if it gets too gotcha. I'm like, oh, peace it's, out. It's it's a turn it's a turn based game. Uh, but yeah, again, it's it's like Final Fantasy. So it's chibi art style, like at, like on like like when you're running through the play, not chibi, but like more modernized art style when looks you're walking like around and stuff. An and updated version of how they used to. Yeah, yeah right. and then once you get yeah. into battle, yeah. it's like Final Fantasy VII Remake kind of models, mm-hmm. but then yeah. they've, like, they've kind of, like, made a gotcha system for, like, their costumes and stuff like that. Yeah, boo. That is boo. a turn-based game, if I remember if I remember seeing it. It is, it's turn-based. Yeah. yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, guys. I mean, yeah. it, it looks yeah. neat. I mean, it's free, so it, look, it looks neat. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you have to pay for story stuff, fucking. Um, no, that all that stuff's in the game. It's just it's just more for skins, like um, yeah. like I'm down. Like I'm done checking it out. Hey, you game. guys have Steam Decks, right? I would like to hear Frankie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could let me know how that plays on Steam Deck. I might I might go uh, I might download it to Steam Deck when I go see Fifty Cent. Right, there you go. <laughs> you can report back. Uh, but that is episode seven of Chaos Ring. It was a long one, but it, this is the longest game we've had so far to cover, and we a lot have of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then we get to 10. Oh, that's gonna be a long one, too. 10, 10, 2. Yeah, really long. Yeah, uh, but let's go around the horn. Uh, Harv, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me a beard in the hair pretty much everywhere. Uh, mustache I make YouTube videos, <laughs> mustache in the hair right now. <laughs> yeah, <Beard. laughs> yeah. Uh, you can yeah, find me pretty much everywhere. Beard in the hair. I make YouTube videos, I stream on Twitch about three or four times a week. Um, yeah, Frank, that's really that's right. And point in progress. Yeah, point, <laughs> point like, in progress. <laughs> You see, like, a little red dot, like, Mario, how did you get... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's in Vancouver, <laughs> <or> in Chicago. <laughs> He's got people. Yeah, Frank, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me here. At, uh, not here. You can find me here at, uh, Chaos, at yeah. the Chaos Bringers. You can find me at Point in Progress, where uh, I talk uh, every Wednesday. I talk with my uh, lovely co-hosts, shit about video games. Uh, and then you can find me at TikTok at the Frank GV where I post my book Nasty Clips. You might see some Helldiver stuff there once I can figure out uh, why Da Vinci is making my clips flicker. I know why. Oh, Harv, Harv also knows why, but I got yeah. I got to figure out how to get around it. <laughs> uh, da Vinci's so good and, and so scary sometimes. It's like I don't know if I'm doing this right. That's nope. so daunting. Kev, where can people find you? You like I'm just plays in source. Uh, I have a. A very special Final Fantasy VII project that I've been working on for a few weeks. I still, you know, I still, I still need to send you something for that. I've you been can send it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who knows. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, a... yeah, you like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 like, I have a plan. We're good. I'll get. Okay. Yeah. Like this, as soon as you can. But like, it's great. Cool. Tra- 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 you sake, I legit in a panic. Me and Kev were talking about Hell Divers. I think this is like when my computer's crashing, or something. It was like something else. So we we're talking about this episode, uh, gearing up for it, and uh, I was like literally sitting there. I was like, oh, yeah, I was playing remake, and I was like, <gasps> like I had yeah. like, oh my god, I forgot I have to do this. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I was like, because dude, I'm so sorry. It was like five days later. I was like, mm. I'm not gonna like say what it is, right? But 
I have a plan to go see Avon Children tomorrow and maybe do some, you know, get some, uh, Ooh. you know. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Girl, I like that. Oh, shit. I'm like, you know, okay. I'm going to let people, you know, take their time and then, because I can, it's, it's, I know how to edit it. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. it just matters just sitting down and doing it for three hours and like, yeah. I'll be fine. But um, I expect that. I expect. Ooh, I haven't said when I want to drop it, but I don't mind saying it here. I would like to drop it on the 29th, on the, the day, day we rip them out. Because it's a leap day, you know what I'm saying? Um, last last leap day we had, uh, we, we had a pandemic, so, you know, not fast of times, but I'm trying to make yeah. it better this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, also follow my team and my work on IGN, where... We're giving you the latest trailers as fast as possible. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do. So enjoy that. Enjoy the coverage on IGN as well. All that fun stuff. Review coming soon, imminently. You know? Oh, yeah. You never know. You never know. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. Could be next week. That started happened yesterday. I, I knew that was you. I knew <laughs> that was Joe said that was you. <laughs> it, could, it could have been yesterday. Who knows? Who knows? Indeed. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So uh, that is us. Yeah. And uh, uh, unlocking Kingdom Hearts as well. Let's just forget that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, like <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, now Red Dot yeah. comes to your head and goes, like, Cam, I thought um, you yeah, were. <laughs> indeed. Cameron, Cameron Hawkins, Alexa Ray Korea, Jonathan Dornbush, and myself as the. As the newcomer to the franchise, what that a they fucking goat ass team for a podcast. As me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. No, it's really. It, it's, it's, it's very intimidating. Yeah. It's the most intimidating thing I do to 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 this day still. Like they're all great, obviously, but like the just sheer talent, knowledge, and me. talent. It's like yeah. it's like, and I'm just a fucking you know, I'm just, just some fucking, fucking schmuck on the internet. You're just an Xbox dude, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, Alexis writing books do, about Kingdom Hearts. Jonathan works at Naughty Dog. I'm watching, you know, I I was watching the uh, Dice Awards. Oh yeah. And I see, I'm like, oh, Alexis is presenting. I'm like, oh, I didn't even. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. You're you're looking at your group chat like, fuck, she did say that. God damn it. I forgot about that. And then, like, uh, uh, another, like, side one, too. Like, I called up um, Jonathan about something. And, like, (laughs) there it is. It was at, like, 3 p.m. Oh, no, it happened again. It was at, like, it was at, like, 3 p.m., right? Uh And, like, he just sounds like. Kind of not like crazy down, but like it sounds like a little bit less like himself. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. I just didn't question about like whatever. It's fine, you know. And then an hour later, we get the news about um, factions. Oh, and then oh my he god! I didn't even think about that. Like he texts me, he's like, "Yo, like I just wanted you to just hear it naturally." You know? Oh. <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, no, he was so oh, down. Yeah. He's such a proponent yeah, of factions man. before he worked at Naughty Dog. Like, I wanted." Oh. He was like, I wanted to tell you so bad, but like, I just figured, like, just just let you hear it, like, with everyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he probably can't yeah. talk about it, right? Like, he just yeah. can't. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, like, legally, he 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 couldn't. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, damn. Yeah. How that's, painful that's, that that's must painful, have been for him, man, too, painful. man. Hell He's yeah. such a fan of factions as well. Like, that had to be so painful to be Hell like, yeah. I work at Naughty Dog. We work on a fact. Fuck. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> God damn it. God tragic, damn it. tragic, tragic. R.I.P. The factions. R.I.P. But as always, if you want to find me, 
Best place to find Indeed. it, youtube.com slash nerdaday. Um, audio podcast as well, nerdaday podcast. You can find that audio sources, Chaos Burgers on audio. Uh, as of recording, tomorrow's my birthday. So if you guys want to give me a birthday gift, subscribe. Birthday. Yeah, as Happy this birthday, goes live and you're watching this, thank you. Yeah. Go uh, go subscribe to youtube.com. I mean, I mean, from software, I already gave you a birthday present, all right? Yeah, from Dude, software, Nintendo, and oh, uh, fucking a de- the demo for Elden seven, Ring? Elden Ring, yeah, and goddamn mm-hmm. Avid Children. Avid Children? Look yeah. at that, man. You're pretty stacked. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Nintendo. Thanks, from software. You know, thank you, Square Enix <laughs> and Sony Pictures. Jesus, God. Thanks, guys, for the gifts. <laughs> Uh, now, if you guys could pay me, that'd be the best. <laughs> <Just give. laughs> yeah, just, just actually pay. Just give me Rebirth. How about that? That was just top yeah. everything. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so if you guys want to give me a birthday present, subscribe to youtube.com slash nerd today. Uh, get me to 500. Let's do that. All right, everyone. We'll catch you in the next one with a bonus episode. I'm, not, I'm just going to tease it. I won't say what it is, but it's coming soon. We talked about it multiple times and what we're watching tomorrow. So there we go. All right, guys. Urge of Cerberus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching Urge of Cerberus. <laughs>